across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Ash, I'm not being rude, mate, but I'm about to do the show. Oh, is my finish? Yes, every time. I thought we had another hour. We had a chat about this the other day, mate. Oh, sorry, man. Yeah, I I thought it was eight. Have I got to speak to Denny again? Yeah, uh, no, I'll sort it out. I just, my time's all wrong since the summertime change. Uh, here's the news. We'll t- Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be Every stop I make I make a new friend Can't stay for long Just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When new adventure Lies just around the bend So it Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Take that um, sausage roll. I'm hoping it's a sausage roll out of your mouth. <clears throat> There's something wrong with Periscope. Well, I've got 327 people watching me right now. Periscope.tv forward slash Ian Lee. Uh, well, I think uh, you need to go and put another 50 pence in the Wi-Fi. Well, what I'm doing? That, what are the topics for this evening? I haven't got anything. What? Well, we can no topics. Well, that. We don't really do topics anyway. Let's be honest, Alan. I've noticed, and you've noticed, that when I um, sit here... Why is there an echo on the line, Alan? No, I'm not on speakerphone. No, well, you've, you've done something to your phone. 
you've noticed and I've noticed and the listener has noticed that when I sit here and I toss out topics, um, that no one really calls in about them. But that's not why we haven't got any topics tonight, because, you know, I still like to come in and at least pretend I have content. Um, I, I tell you what happened before the show, Caddick. Go on. I um, called up an American lady. Well, I called up an American man, a guy called Henry, right? He's called Hank. I didn't... Did you realise that Hank is short for Henry? No, I did not know that. You knew that John was short for Jack or the other way around? Jack was short for John? Yeah. Yeah. Call him back, because that echo's doing my nutting. Call him back. Uh, um, anyway... So I phoned up, uh, yeah. So I phoned up this this guy in America to to ask about some recordings or something, and his name was Hank. And I I phoned the first number, and it was it was the wrong number. It was it was a different business. Okay, fine. Phoned the second number, and you back, Alan? Hi, Ian. That's better. Oh, that's better. That's better. No echo. So I phoned up the first number. There was no. There was it was the wrong answer. It was an answer. The wrong answer. It was the the, the it was the wrong people. Wrong number. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. I phoned up the second phone number, and um, it was the answer phone. So I'd left a message going, hello, um, my name is Ian Lee, I'm calling from the United Kingdom. It was in America, so I put on a very posh voice. Yeah. And um, I'd like to speak to Hank, please, about... And then someone picked up the phone. And this woman said, hello, who is this? And I said, oh, my name's Ian Lee, I'm from the United Kingdom. I'd like, is this Hank's phone number? She went, oh... Why do you want to speak to Henry? Now, then I was confused. She caught me off guard then, because I didn't know that um, uh, um, Hank and Henry were the same names. And I said, yeah. oh, I want to ask him about some recordings that he might possibly have access to. And she went, you know what she said, Alan? What did she say? Henry died two years ago. Oh, it'll be two years coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh, no. And do you know what I said, Alan? Go on. Well, in my head, I was going... <laughs> And I did my very best, Hugh Grant, verbally, and went, I'm, I'm so terribly, terribly sorry, but please, I uh, apologise for not having done my research properly, and I can only begin to uh, imagine how you must be feeling. Please accept my condolences, and I shall bother you no more, madam. And uh, I, uh, I actually, as I was saying this, I took my hat off, and I bowed down, uh, and did a curtsy, and I put the phone down. Okay. It's been a sad day for death and all that, because we've had a funeral of Denise Robinson today. No, no, she didn't die today. No, we had the funeral. Yeah, yeah. Funeral is significantly different from a death. Well, it's still a sad occasion, isn't it? Well, it's, an, it's a sad Well, is it a sad occasion? Are, are funerals sad occasions? They can be. They can also be joyous celebrations of life. We've just come up with a topic. Have we? Yes. What have we come up with? Funerals, sad or joyful. Okay, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Alan. We're going to run two topics in tandem, right? Yeah. That's yours. Right, I'm going to write that down. So Alan's topic is, what was it again? Funerals, sad or joyful. What do you call them? Funerals. Yeah, there's no M in funerals. It's funerals. So it's my Brummie accent. Yeah, well, no, how does a Brummie accent make an N sound like an M? Funerals, sad or... Fun we'll call them that. Funerals, sad or joyful. And my topic is, and this is where I like to think my genius, if I have any, Malay. Okay, may the malaise is affecting the mayonnaise. Oh, that's that's the title of the autobiography. We'll have that. Jot that one down. Thank you. That'll be on Amazon soon, if I can get someone to write it for me. Um, uh, 
my topic will be, and I'm going to write this under the name Ian, because that's my name, yeah. awkward phone calls. Awkward calls? No, 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 no. Awkward phone calls. Oh, right. So, we have two topics running head to... It's like the Grand National all over again, Alan. I wonder who's going to put 500 quid on mine. I don't think many people will. Well, I think mine's about 50 to 1 and yours is 7 to 1 favourite. Well, let's let's see, because I've often been caught out in this, uh, this game before. But it's a game I like, mano a mano. Alan's topic is, um, and I tell you what we're going to do, if Alan's going to, um, um, Alan's going to tell us his topic and you're going to clip it and send it to me, production team. So, Alan, just give us your topic. Well, it's going to be funerals, sad or joyful, after the funeral today of Denise Robinson. Do it. Some people may say it's a sad occasion. Some people may yep. use it to celebrate her life. What do you think? Is it a sad time, or do we celebrate the life of the dear person that's departed? He's doing the show. What have you ever been to? I mean, I've only been to a few funerals, and we'll get and we'll get you to do it again. I want you to do it just the sentence in a minute. But ever been to the funeral of someone you don't like? No, because I felt we celebrate the person. But what if it was someone you really didn't like, and you went there like, oh, yeah, well, I'm glad, I'm glad Steve's gone. Never liked Steve. Dead. Well, I think here's the thing, Alan. I think you can disrespect the dead, can't you? Well, Do you? All right, all right. Do you respect Hitler? Well, ah, ah, controversial. Subject. So you, so you, you do disrespect some dead. Uh, only because you. his beliefs were wrong. Okay, so you disrespect the the people whose beliefs are wrong. A bit like Saddam Hussein or Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So you're you're dis. Hang on a second. You're dis. It turns out that you're disrespecting the dead, and I may have got this wrong. If they had a moustache when they were alive. No. That's, well, let's go through it. Let's go through it. Let's go through it. No, Did, you answer the question. You answer the question, Alan, with a yes or no. Did Hitler have a moustache? It was more like Did, a goatee. Hitler didn't have a goat. Imagine Hitler with a goatee. I think the world would have been... I just think that war would have been much more palatable. Did Hitler have a moustache? A little tiny one. Thank you very much indeed. Did um, Saddam Hussein have a moustache? More like handlebars. He had a beautiful moustache. A big gay handlebar moustache. Uh, and um, uh, Bin Laden? It was more like a bushy beard. It was a bushy beard, but, but within a bush, with a bushy beard. Everybody who has a bushy beard, apart from the Amish, also has a moustache. And I've no, discovered... No, I didn't say the Amish were bad, because I've got respect for the Amish. Oh, I respect the Amish and the Irish. Yeah, but, but no, I, used to respect, I didn't respect the Irish in the 70s and 80s. Yep, 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 yep. Because of three letters. I-R-A. Yes, OK, so you didn't... Hang on, oh, God. Now we're in a very thorny subject. I think we can pursue this a little bit further. Uh, and, and, and don't worry, I have a perfect way. When it gets too near the knuckle, Catherine. No, 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 no. I have a perfect way to um, to pop the um, the balloon. Don't worry. I have a perfect way to prick the tense atmosphere when we get too close to that edge. Okay. It will primarily work if you're on periscope, but it will work for you guys on the other side of the glass as well. And you guys at home listening can imagine it, and it will also make you lol or Rolf. Uh, there's another one. Um, you, you you disrespected all of the Irish in the 80s because of the IRA. 
1974 to the pub in Birmingham. Yeah, you're terrible. The Birmingham pub bombs were awful. But that was that was only a tiny minority of the Irish. That's like saying you disrespect. And boy, we, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the M word. I'm saying it. You disrespect all Muslims because of ISIS. No. Oh. Oh, well, a minority of Muslims. Thank you, and it was, and and you've answered your own your own conundrum. It was a minority of um, the Irish. Would you like me to prick your balloon now, Alan? You can cut me off. No, no, I'm not going to cut you off. If you're watching on Periscope, I can make my moustache look like the bat symbol. Oh, do tell. Got to be watching on Periscope for that to work, guys, and I I hope. I hope you thoroughly well, enjoyed that. catch up on YouTube anyway. Alan, so just give us your topic in a brief little soundbite, please. Funerals. Happy or sad? Beautiful. And mine is awkward phone calls. What's the number they've got to call, Alan? 0844-499-1000. Remember, they call you back. Thank you very much indeed. That's, he's absolutely spot on. And uh, let's wait. Let's let's play some adverts, guys, and, and wait for that rush of phone calls to come flooding in. <laughs> Evening to listener, Ian Lee. Um, talk Radio 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. We've got two... Um, which email did you send it to, Kath? The G- Gmail one. The what one? The what one? The what one? The what one? I can't hear you. you I can't read your lips. Okay, thank you. Well, it's not there. We'll wait, we'll wait for that to, uh, to come. While we're waiting, Daniel's on the line. Good evening, Daniel. Hello, Ian. Hello, Daniel. How are you? Um, I'm not bothered, actually. Okay, fair play. <laughs> <laughs> Good, no, you're right. You realise what you've done, and then you backed away from it. Perfect. I, I, I respect well, that. My health is not in question, so let's move on. Let's move on. Um, I've been watching on Periscope again. Don't know if you remember. Last time I rang, I was complaining about Periscope, and then I dropped the S-word. Oh, ah. Oh. Oh, yeah, Daniel. I... Yes, thank you. I had to do your dirty work yesterday. Yes, I noticed. I instructed you to call up. But I got the same as you. The the guy, I he answered the phone, and he it was like um, yeah. any other radio... For those who don't know, hang on a second. I asked Daniel. Daniel phoned up and dropped the S-bomb on my show. I said that was inappropriate, and I was furious. You goaded me into doing it. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I did. I goaded. I then instructed you to phone up Talk Sport, um, where Andy Goldstein was was bank was bragging to me the other day, wanger in hand, that it was acceptable to say the S word on um, on Talk Sport, and so I instructed you as your military commander daniel you are a sleeper cell yes, and I, I activated you you call me sir now i activated you to um call up um talk sport and drop a bomb on talk sport the s bomb you did not do that i had to phone them up yesterday and pull down their pants and spank their backsides instead of you what the hell's going daniel, on it was a pleasure watching it sir you but... could suck up to me all you want daniel but what happened to your mission i tried i I rang the radio station. I know nothing about sport. Okay. Absolutely yeah. nothing about sport. Okay, I soldier. Pulled up Sky Sports. Yes, soldier. There was something about is it Bescaloni? Okay. Some somebody called Bescaloni. I said I'd like to talk about Bescaloni. Bescaloni. 
Bescaloni. Yes. Yes. Uh, he said, we're not taking calls. I said, yeah, put me on that. He said, no, we're not taking calls. And then wow. he tried to get me off the phone. And that was a point where I thought... How did he do that? Was he talking sexy? Oh, you mean get you off? I see he wanted you to put the phone down. Yeah, sorry. I wish he was talking sexy. No, he, he tried to get rid of me. Wow. Um, what do you mean tried to get rid of you? Because he could very simply touch a screen twice and that would have got rid of you. Well, he was probably being polite and saying, we're not taking calls, please go away. And at that point, he changed his tune. And he was like, oh, what do you want to call about? Oh. And at this point... What I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is, Daniel, what I'm hearing is his excuses, but I'm not hearing, I, I, I'm, I'm not hearing an apology. Uh, um, there's some noises. Well, that's like when the Fonz has to say sorry. Have you seen the Fonz try to say sorry? Or that he was wrong? He can't do it. He goes, I was... I, I was... That's true. I don't think I've ever seen the Fonz try to say sorry. Wrong! Does it like that? Does it like that? It's heartbreaking to he's watch. He's too cool to say he's sorry. Too, he's, he's too cool. But what the Fonz doesn't realise, of course, that saying sorry is cool. Exactly. Daniel, you are forgiven. I am I'm sending you um, uh, back to sleep as a sleeper cell to wait activation for your next mission, sir. I will get them, and I will get them good. Go back to your normal life. Go back to your normal life. Pretend this conversation never happened. 0844 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. Happy Tree's on the line. Yes, Happy Tree. Uh, hi, I, I have been activated by the Caddick. Uh-oh, go on, yes. His, gen his, oh. his genius uh, issue of the day has uh, roused me from my slumber. Hang on a second. Kath, is there any way you could bring that um, on a memory stick? Because it's not coming through to me for some reason. I don't know what's going on. It might take a while. Okay, so we're having, we're having um, uh, Topic Wars. Uh, Alan Caddick, we've yet, to get the, we've yet to receive the audio from Alan Caddick, but he is asking funeral sad or joyful, and I'm uh, asking very simply, and I think slightly more directly and perhaps even betterly, awkward phone calls after I called up and spoke to an 87-year-old widow and asked for her dead husband. Boy, oh boy, that was all quite a... But you're strangely, Deputy, you're calling in for Alan's funeral, sad or joyful? Well, I mean, it's a kind of a mixture of both, really, isn't it? Um, because it's all in the same domain. Um, so I have been to three funerals in my life. Yes. Uh, my mum, my dad and my girlfriend. And... Uh, the, the parents' one is kind of, you know, you deal with it because it's in the normal order of things. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's that's the consolation. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's they should go before I do. And then he said something um, callous, and then I, then I hesitated, but I'm going to say it, because I, I, I don't think it is callous, actually. I just think it's maybe a little abrupt. Um, and, and maybe people will disagree with this, but your parents and your partner... They're the three big ones, aren't they? All, I mean, all funerals are big, and I realise I'm now ranking funerals. Yeah. But parents and <laughs> partner, if you have, um, in inverted commas, normal relationships with your parents, whatever the hell that means, um, your uh -huh. parents and your partner, they're the three big ones. Yeah. And you've done them all, man. That's uh, hard but, work. Well, it was, it was nothing to do with me. <laughs> no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you, the, 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 the reason the funerals happened was because of you. I'm saying you've, you've at, at the very least attended the three, uh, what could be perceived to be the three hardest funerals that one has to go through in their life. Yes, so I, I got them done quickly to get them out of the way. And yeah. it's, all, it's all uphill from here. But, um, so, I mean, my dad was, was a long time ago, uh, died of a heart attack quickly. The, the funeral was kind of, 
a dreamlike state because it was the first my first contact with anybody dying really and so yeah. I, I was living in France and so I kind of sped back to Scotland and stood there and we were in a church and I was like what is going on here and then I went back to France and then uh, Diana was well obviously you know, it was the accident and that I, well, I don't want to dwell I mean obviously it was probably one of the worst days of my life yes. so in that, in that way it was horrible yes. but there was a joyful element to it go on which was very surprising, which was we were in the church in our hometown in Parano, as it's called, and uh, very shocked because, you know, Estonian funerals happen a bit differently. And also, you know, you, you see a funeral on television and you think, oh, you go to the churchyard and there's the vicar and then the thing, and then you walk away and the gravedigger takes care of it. Well, here we all had to put the earth in ourselves. Yeah. So oh, we yeah. were standing there like shoveling and checking things in and, and I'm thinking, this is all very hands-on. And it was minus 15 with snow all around, so it was a bit of a weird situation. But the the the, the point of, of beauty, if you like, in the whole proceedings yeah. was that she was in an open casket in the middle of the church, which shocked me because I wasn't, I wasn't aware that it was going to be open, but never mind. Uh -oh. yeah. And in the middle of, the, in the, middle of the, the vicar saying whatever it was, it was in Estonian, so I didn't really understand what he was saying. This tramp came in from outside because the doors were left open. Yeah. And this homeless guy with a big straggly beard was wandering down the street. And he sort of looked in and saw, he obviously he realised, oh, there's a funeral going on in there. And he was probably quite drunk or I don't know, maybe he was ill or something. But, you know, you're not very well when you're a homeless person. It's not a healthy lifestyle. No, generally. generally. So he kind of staggers in to the church and... Everyone's like looking at each other going, oh, what's this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there and he walks up and in complete silence, it's like the reverence on his face was yeah. amazing. And he just walked up and looked at Diana in the coffin and then looked around at all of us. And I just got this uh -oh. burst of feeling yes. that he, he here was uh, like, a, I'm not a religious, I'm a spiritual minded person, but not really religious, but I will use the terminology. It was like a messenger, messenger from God yeah. to say, here is somebody who society looks down upon yes. as being, you know, a kind of rejected, forgotten type of person. And he's walked into this situation, which was, you would think would be an awkward moment of kind of a faux pas. But because he didn't really understand what was going on, he just looked around at us and it was as if he was saying, why are you all so sad? Yeah. When we have well, a beautiful angel has just, you know, been created and she is looking, well, you know, that was just... But that, that came from you, didn't it? That's but, not what he said. I mean, he was probably thinking, I'm quite hungry. Um, or something along those lines. No, I mean, he didn't, he didn't, no, he didn't no. say a word. But to me, that was what it meant to me. It was like, right. look at all you normal people sitting there in silence and glum. And I'm standing here looking around and it's like, do you not realise that she has... She is released now. Well, happy treat. There you go. You see. Uh, uh, yes. Thank you very much. He was answering, of course, the. Flipping uh, oh, <laughs> hate, not having controls. What he was answering there was this. Funerals, happy or sad? There we go. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, J uh, Jonathan's in Swansea. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. I've got uh, one for both subjects. Okay. So, do you want to start with this one first? Funerals. Happy or sad? Depends on the person. 
Here we go. I mean, I've, I've, never, been to, I've never been to anyone's funeral that I dislike. Would you, go, anyway. would you go? Would you go? Would you go? If you were invited, let's say you don't like Steve, right? Because Steve's horrible, right? And <laughs> then Steve died. Oh, you're loving it. You've got, you've got a Steve you hate. Uh, and you get invited to Steve's funeral. Would you go? Because you hated him and you wanted to just make sure. I don't hate Steve. Well, well all right. Okay. Um, uh, Mark, then. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Matt. No. Oh, that Matt. Uh, <laughs> no. Is there anybody you hate? Uh, Tony. Okay, so Tony's died, right? And it's yeah. his funeral. Would you go? I'd love to organise it. Oh, what? How would you organise a funeral for someone you don't like? Um, well, I'd give him a state funeral, obviously, so that everyone can see, and they'll have proof that he has actually croaked out. it. And I've already about? chosen yeah. out the music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like um, uh, perfect day. But that's army theme oh, and the Imperial March from Star Wars. I, I think you're talking about Tony Blair, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, right, when th there was this thing, right, when Thatcher's funeral happened, right, or when Thatcher died, right, loads of people were jumping around and dancing. Now, I find it really hard to mourn the death of anybody, even, and I'm going to say it, right, how am I going to, I'm going to say it, but I've, I've not quite got my thoughts on this clear, so we can explore this a bit. Even when Osama bin Laden died, right, I found it, which you probably reckon he's still alive and held in a CIA prison while he's controlling the world. <laughs> no, he, he died way oh, before Oh, he died that. before, you're right, you, you, yes, he, he died before he was killed, you're correct, yes. But even when <laughs> Osama bin Laden died, I sort of, I felt, I felt, first of all, I felt, oh, that's good, then I felt, oh, that's sad, and then I felt... Oh, I don't know how I feel about it, but I, it's it's probably for the best that he's died. Uh, I was I I was of the opinion. Oh, pity we couldn't take him alive. No, this is the, the, no, Jonathan. Stay there because I want to carry this on. I've got to do some ads. But didn't Jeremy Corbyn get in trouble for saying that? Oh, it's a shame that, he, that um, Osama bin Laden was killed. And then if you read the rest of the quote, because it would have been nice to have seen him in a court of law facing trial for all his crimes. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Jonathan, stay there. Barry from Watford will come to you after this. Funerals, happy or sad? All right, four, 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 double nine, one thousand. Remember, they call you back. Blind me! Um, so we're talking to Jonathan. Jonathan, say hello to Barry from Watford. Hello, Barry. Hello there, Jonathan. <laughs> How are you? Oh, not so bad. Not so bad, really. Still, still alive. <laughs> you know, joking. You know, Jonathan, you're the chap from Swansea. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> you do have a, a ring of James Harris about you, don't you? Do you remember Ooh. the antiques dealer James Harris, and he no. became um, well, he became a lady. To know who he is. You know, the one he become a lady. I'm sure your listeners will know him. Remember, he was on Wogan as a little boy. I, I, he, everyone's becoming a woman these days. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what was your conjecture about funerals, happy or sad? I missed it. I was speaking to the operative. Well, most people are decent people, so... It, it is sad in one way, but in another way, it's a celebration of life. 
but there right. are a minority um, who's who, quite frankly, um, I, I would <laughs> relish with glee their passing. Right, right. Jonathan, let me tell you something. I knew that I won't give his surname Brian. He lived near Harrowheel, near me. Um, I wasn't mad on him, and he died. Um, we went to his place, and what I was really finding up about is this cliché, it's what he would have wanted, people say. Now, this fella, Brian, had a lovely collection of old wines, vintage wines, I say. And his wife, Julie, she, um, you know, doled them all out, and she said, look, he won't need any more of these, this Brian. It was a right old misery. And we uncorked all this lovely vintage stuff. There was a lovely Portuguese one with a lovely smoky base, I seem to remember. Beautiful wines. And they was all shared around the people in the wake. And there he was, Brian, lying there in state, you know. And we'd all had all his vintage wines. I'll get to the point in a minute. Please uh, do. We'd all had it. Oh, we'd all had his vintage... going on a bit, and we've got a guest coming on. So yeah, sorry. nearly there. I know, but well, said had... that, and it's... Um... <laughs> Let me guess, uh, the best revenge is living well. Sorry, I'm halfway through stories. Everyone's just going to talk. It's going on me. a bit, and we've got a guest coming up, and I just, so... I had drunk just... Brian's wine. <laughs> I approached, I approached the casket. Please hurry up. I went up to him, and I tell you something, everyone goes, oh, it's what he would have wanted. I was in Brian's place. Not a bit of it. No. As I leaned forward, I don't know whether it was the wind oh, or, no. you know, I saw him glare at me. Yes. I saw him glare at me, Brian, and, yeah. and I went and I touched his hand, and his little hand, he squeezed mine. Yeah. And we drank a lot, and also I, I helped myself to his fags. He had about 400 duty-free fags as well. I'm not sure that's what he would have wanted either. no. no. But so, and then my mate, please Ryan, hurry up. He, he got off with his wife, <laughs> and I don't suppose he would have liked that much either, you know. And then Ray moved into his house and sold his car, and it's quite a decent bereaver that he had. And I was what he would have wanted. I don't think so. <laughs> so I'm yeah. just, okay. So just to clarify, Barry. Yeah, Brian died. <laughs> I don't want the whole story. Oh, sorry. He's even more awkward than my course. No, well, I did, so just to clarify, before I cut you both of you gentlemen off. Yeah, it was a Portuguese. It was a red Portuguese wine. I don't wine. want to know about the wine. Oh. Are, oh. are you saying that funerals are joyful or sadness -lyful? Well, for us, it's flipping joyful, not for him. He died. Fairly joyful for his wife, because Ray, as I say, married her. Okay, Barry. And uh, that was it. So, if I have a good send-off, okay. nobody is having my <laughs> cigarette cards. Let's make that clear. Okay, I'm, I'm going um, I'm I'm to send you off now. I've got some picklings that I've done. I'm literally sending you off now. Onion. There we go. I've not got a clue what was going on there. If I, uh, uh, this is Ian Lee, to talk radio. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're all so Catherine, come in for a second and explain the explain the the, the massive cock up that um, has ensued uh, this evening. I'm presenting the show and expecting to be talking to Viv Albertine later on, and I get a hurried Twitter message saying um, from Viv Albertine saying, "Shouldn't someone be calling me?" Yeah, I should have. I was I ballsed it up. Would... Apologies to everyone. <laughs> We've got Viv on the line now, though, have we, Viv? Yep. Hi. <laughs> so, so, so. Sorry, Viv. 
I couldn't relax. Couldn't put the telly on, you know. Oh, um, we've, uh, has, has Catherine ruined your evening? Yes. Catherine, <gasps> you're fired again. We're oh! Fi- we're fired again. Does that mean uh, I can go home? No, you can Bonus? You, you're fi- finish tomorrow. Oh. The, 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 the panic in my eyes, though, when I'm, I'm talking to, to, to a lunatic, <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and then I, I see on Twitter, oh my gosh, the guest wants us to phone them. Uh, Viv, it's so nice to talk to you. Thank you for coming on. Pleasure. Um, now, I, um, Kathy, you can say it as well if you want. Um, we, have both, we both fell in love with your book which is mm. um, absolutely fantastic. And my sister bought it for me because, as she said yesterday on Twitter, she lives in New Zealand now, um, mm. uh, my, my library consists far too much of 60s rock dudes. Mm. And there's ve- I have very few books. I, I like reading biographies, not biographies. I have very few books about or by women. And she bought me your book, Clothes, 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 Music, 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 Boys, Boys, Boys. Mm. And I took it on a holiday with me last year. And I flipping loved it. I devoured it in uh, in two days. It was a, no, it was a joy to read. Thank you. Yeah. Does that annoy you, Viv? Because you spent a long time writing it, and he just <laughs> he knocks it out in two days. No, that was the point. I, I, my dream was that people would read it on beaches. You know, it really was. And I didn't know if I'd achieve that. Oh, you did. Per- it, it was read on the beach, and it was read by a swimming pool in Kefalonia, so it, it worked perfectly. And then it was passed to oh, me while blue. still damp. Uh, for that, let's set, let's set the scene a little bit for those some people who may not recognise the name. And I, I thoroughly recommend mm. the book. It's a joy. Um, uh, um, I mean, you've well. The, the thing about the book is you have. It, it's like you've lived loads of different lives. I know. I'm knackered now. You must be <laughs> when something when something either didn't work or reached its natural conclusion. Yeah. You kind of just got up, dusted yourself off, and went right. Well, I'm going to go and do this now. I started again. Yeah. Um, I guess the, the thing that people may be most aware of, well, I don't know, that's a silly thing to say, but is that you were in The Slits, which mm. um, was uh, one of the punk bands in the late 70s. Post-punk. Post-punk. There we, well, this is the thing about punk. It was so quick. Yeah, 18 months. That, that, and I, I, mean, I, was, I was just a baby when it happened, I'm afraid. I kind of missed it. But um, it was so quick that I never know what the, quite, the, the right terms are. Tell us a little bit about the Slits, because they, 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 it was it was an all well primarily it was an all girl punk group, wasn't yeah. it? Post punk group. All, all girl, um, sort of. I don't know. We 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 were very sort of strict with our rhythms and our uh, lyrics and everything about us, our clothes. You know, we, we were going back to sort of ground zero. We felt. Yeah. And uh, we would mix up all our clothes, which sort of showed all the cliches and stereotypes that. Um, were forced on girls at the time, or expected of women and girls at the time. So we might wear S and M and a brownie uniform and a tutu and Dr. Martins and rubber stockings. You know, and it was like everything expected of a girl all in one. And it was very shocking and sort of um, antagonising to people at the time, especially men. And uh, we got sort of stabbed and attacked everywhere we went. And and also, you know, when when people came to our gigs hundreds of people, a couple of hundred people or whatever, they'd never seen girls play guitar or drums before. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you think of how outrageous that sounds, yeah. you know, that they would stand there and be absolutely shocked just to see a girl holding a bass guitar or playing drums. Um, so we had a lot of barriers to break through, really. And I still can't think of that many girl groups where they do play their instruments. I mean, the obvious ones are the Bangles and um, the, yeah. the Runaways. And, uh, yeah. But, the, but, but it, it's, it's, it's harder to name, you know, you try and name half a dozen of them. It's, it, you say you've got... Well, now s- or from then, you well, mean? Well, from any time, really. Mm. I know, we thought we'd, you know, kick off a whole revolution yeah. and then it sort of went dead for about 20 years and then it sort of, then girls started to sort of reappear in bands or appear in bands. 
Um, you mentioned yeah, you got... It's not so unusual now to see a girl in no, a band. You but... mentioned you got stabbed. Yeah, well, Ari, who was only 15, you know, when we sort of started, yeah. she, she was stabbed loads of times when we were together. She was the most, um, the one who riled the most for some reason. I mean, she was very, very outgoing and sort of big personality. Yeah. And we, we were wild, you know, we expected everything from the world and, and, and it was a very patriarchal, like a 1950s world in the 70s. People think the 70s was all sort of orange and brown fabrics and uh, curvy white plastic furniture, but it wasn't. It was it was a real 1940s or 50s mentality. So Ari um, had been on stage and she, she had a wee on stage, didn't she, quite often? Yeah. Well, you've got to go, you've got to go, you've got to go, you've got to go. It be rock and roll. She, she didn't want to leave the stage and miss out on anything, you know. It, she, she was that free with herself, which in those days when girls never talked about having a period, you know, they wore stockings and flowery dresses and we're supposed to, you know, and, and, and men hated, they, they hated how we looked. We looked like aliens to them. And, and, and their attitude was, if you're not going to act like a woman and look like a woman, we're not going to treat you like women, you know, and, and you know. All bets are off, basically. Going to beat you up, attack you. The, the, physic, the physical aspect of it is perhaps not so prevalent today, but that's still kind of the same today, isn't it? There is, you know, well, if you look at most of the newspapers, it's primarily mm. pictures of... Well, the other day I was trying to find a picture of a bloke, a full-shot picture of a bloke in a paper, and I couldn't. Mm. It was all pictures mm. of women, and they were either... I mean, there's a brilliant thing in one of the papers today where they're criticising women because they've got... um uh, Because of their toes and their feet. Oh, yeah, because they, they started on Kate, didn't they? Yeah. Kate Middleton, because she took a shoes off for heaven's sake and they'd said that she'd not done her toenails and I'm for god's sake it's 2016 and i'm saying it's brilliant but yeah. you're, you're right it's 2016 and, and there's a double spread on women who've got in inverted commas yeah. bad feet so it doesn't feel does it feel to you like we've come any further um, well it, it feels the pressure to be groomed is huge now i mean that was a lovely thing about the 70s i mean you should have seen my feet they were like crosses <laughs> <laughs> and um, and there's still boys liked my feet, you know, and, and no one had a pedicure. I mean, it was all a bit of a shock in the 80s when that's whole, you know, I think it came from America, really, this sort of, you know, starting to have pedicures and where, you know, the only people who wore labels back then were were sort of these upper middle class women who you didn't want to be. Yeah. And there's, an, you know, incredible scrutiny on 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 women now that there wasn't because there just weren't so many outlets. You know, there were two radio stations, two two music magazines, you know, whatever. And uh, we weren't exposed to the whole the whole world. Viv, stay there. I've got to pay the rent. Are you okay? To, can you can your tea hold yes. off for a couple of minutes? Yes. Brilliant. Stay there. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, talking to Viv Albertine. Catherine, stay around. Um, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Here are some ads. Uh, right, we're talking to Viv Albertine. Viv, I'm going to come straight back to you. One of the one of the interesting things I found about your book, and there are so many aspects and kind of strands in it that we won't get time to talk about, is your um, relationship uh, with your dad. Hmm. Uh, and I found it fascinating because I, for, for, for different reasons, but I didn't see my dad for years and years and years. We didn't talk. Um, and it was just really, uh, well, c can you explain it? And I know that's, that's a really simple question with a really tricky answer, but w what, yeah. what, what was going on? Uh, what was going on? I don't know. I'm still trying to make sense of it now. Really? But he, he, was, he was a very simple man, um, from Corsica and a bit of personality problem which which had no words then i mean there was no mention of asperger's or autism back in those days mm. you know, and he was on that spectrum very much but and and so most of my family including myself probably but there were no words for it and um so every, everyone just thought autistic or asperger's people were annoying and horrible basically and i think bit by bit 
because he was the worst in the family. We thought that more and more about him. And he became more and more isolated. I mean, it's a very complicated response, really. So it became estranged, you know, because we just thought he was awful. There was, there were no words. There were no, no way to frame what he was. There's that very touching bit in the book when, when he's passed on, Mm. um, and you're cleaning his house. Is it in France, isn't it? I think he he ended up in, and and you're kind of, kind of cleaning the house. And it, it, it would have been very easy, I imagine. I don't know. To kind of, you know, just turned your back on him completely, but you did. Th- th- there was m- th- movements towards reparation, wasn't there? Yeah, um, I, I felt I needed to not hate him and not fear him because he'd mm. grown to an ogre in my head, probably through my mother's, um, you know, trashing of him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and um, you know, because people do that when they split up with people. But um, and I felt I needed to sort of somehow make peace with him. Uh, and not be frightened of him because I, I couldn't have relationships with men. I had such suspicion and mistrust of men because, you know, the, the only man in my life for so long had been this sort of awful ogre, I thought. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's complicated and it, I probably will never quite resolve it. Um, I'm still very suspicious of men. I mean, I, I was brought up to really hate men almost, really, to be honest, because my mother had been so wronged by them and was, isn't it funny the, the impact that our parents have on us, and we see the mm. mistakes that they make, and the the bad choices that they make, and go, and I, well, I, I know I do. I'm never going to do that. And I've ended up living kind of kind of a mirror life to my dad, actually, and making a lot of the same mistakes that he made, and that I resented yeah. him for. It's gutting, isn't it? It is gutting. It's <laughs> I mean, you know, you hope the one thing you'll do. I mean, someone said to me once, you know, the only thing you have to do in life is be better than your parents. And in that way, the, like, the world moves on just a little incrementally, you know, in little steps. And I fear that we, we you know, we can't even achieve that. <laughs> um, what are you doing? What are you up to now, Viv? Because you, 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 I know you released your solo, the solo album, The Vermilion Border. You did, yeah. you did your first solo gig in 2009. Is that right? Probably. Sounds about right. That yeah. sounds incredible, considering, you know, you were making music, sort of, you know, in the late 70s, and it took that long to do a gig on your own. But you didn't think you could sing on your own, did you? No, I couldn't sing. I couldn't play, you know. Uh, um, but they came, you know what really woke me up again was the internet. I, I just, without almost consciously think of it, thinking of it, felt there's a little crack opened again where you don't have to be the norm, you know. I can be any age. I can be any person. It's not down to a dance company to say yes or no, like a bouncer at the door. You mm. can come in, you can't. And that's indies, you know, majors, whatever. There was no gatekeeper, um, and that's very important for sort of outsiders and uh, disenfranchised people, people who don't fit, you know, that there's no gatekeeper. And, and it was the second time only since, this, you know, first time being 77, that I felt I, I could creep in that crack again and have a go. And what was it like the first time going out and playing? Oh, God, terrifying. I made a yeah. complete fool of myself. <laughs> I went around doing um, open mics all around the coast where I was living down the south coast, just just as a middle-aged woman with an electric guitar, no one that knew my history or probably even cared, because flits weren't even cool, you know, back then. It's only happened in the last five or year, so yeah. years that we've been rediscovered. And I just warbled away out of tune, and my hand shook so much I couldn't hold down the chords, and it was atrocious. But I did it for nearly two years, driven like a maniac beyond logic, and... Um, 
got just in good enough to fake it. Was there any, was there any, was there anybody when, when you were doing those pub gigs uh, that, that kind of nudged themselves and went, eh, in that, um, what's her face from that band? Was there, was there any recognition or was it you, twice. You, twice? Twice in two years. One guy came up to me and said, you ever heard of a band called The Slits? You remind me of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a very beautiful moment, actually, because it's, you know, I was doing completely new stuff. Yeah. Um, just dragged out of my body from nowhere. You yeah. know, I hadn't listened to music for 10, 15 years. And to have him say that, and um, I think no one recognised me at all. It didn't look the same. And, mm. and, and one other comment about the slits somewhere along the line. But, you know, bit by bit as I kept playing, people come up to me and say, I know what you're saying with those words. I know what you mean. You know, young people, old people, yeah. fishermen, whatever, you know. And, and that gradually... It was it was the honesty that resonated with them. Yeah, you know, it didn't matter about the technique, which of course with rock or pop or rock really, you know, it should never matter the technique. I found that's that, what it's about. I found that really moving that part of the book because you kind of lost that part of yourself for a long time, didn't you? Yeah, it was dead. You know, I, I I completely denied everything about my past, everything I'd done, never spoke about it. Tried desperately to be normal for about fifteen years. I mean, I tried with all my might to be normal. Um, and I've given up on that now. I mean, it's still an uncomfortable feeling not to feel like yeah. you fit in, but um, at least I'm not amongst people who are, you know, just mirrors back to me every day that I'm not normal sort of thing. You mentioned honesty, and the book is one of the most honest books, autobiographies I've read, because it's all in there. The relationship yeah. with, with your dad, the breakdown of your marriage, uh, the the illness, it, and, and it's it's you kind of lay everything bare and open. Did, did, were you anxious about doing that? Were you worried about being so open? Because it's it is really rare in a, in, a, in an autobiography. Mm, it's it's sort of the way I do things. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's the only way I know. I can't be bothered to do anything unless I do it completely honestly. I mean, to me, there's. I wasn't going to write a book and feel it wasn't of any use to anyone. And I sort of, in the back of my head, was almost writing it for young people and young women. as It was, it was like a self-help guide disguised as a memoir, because I'm not really interested in a memoir, but I, I have lived such, such a sort of, I don't know how you'd say it, but it was such a sort of full life in many ways, but not in a great way, that I just felt there was stuff that people, young people could learn that they'd love to hear the truth about those situations, yeah. maybe... You know, because, of course, I've, you know, I've got a daughter and I thought, well, you know, is it irresponsible of me to talk about drug taking and sex or whatever? And I thought, no, because every time I do something stupid, I, I ha there's a consequence. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's all very well saying, oh, it was the last we did this, that and the other. But actually, there's always a bad consequence. You, you know, you, you don't get away with this stuff. Um, and, I, you know, I've got kids, they're only six and four. I know that at some mm. point in their life, they're definitely going to have sex. At some point in their life, you know, they're probably going to have drugs as well. It's, you know, and it's, it, 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 it's we have to kind of share our experiences and our mistakes with them and say, this is what we did. Off you go. It's up to you now. Yeah, although I, I, I hadn't really <laughs> intended to, you know, I couldn't have done it before she was 15, I don't no. think. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't have said what I said. And, and I actually didn't intend to, I didn't know what I was going to write. I didn't think, oh, I'm going to write absolutely honestly about my body and this, that, and sex and the failures. Sometimes I wrote those chapters just to make myself laugh or, or, or give myself a boot up the bum because it was feeling a bit like homework writing. <laughs> yeah. But of course, once the chapter was written, it had to go in. Yeah. And it wasn't actually until I handed the book to the publisher that I started to sort of almost have a mini breakdown because I thought, oh my God, what have I done? 
no one will talk to me, I'll be trolled, I'll be hated, I'll be laughed at for what a fool I've been all my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, it's, it, but it's, um, the, the, the honesty is what makes it... Viv, we're running out of time. I did ask you a question okay. and I, I, I skipped over it. What are you up yeah. to at the moment? Oh, yeah. I'm, so I'm writing another book at the moment. I kind of feel I haven't got much to contribute to, to music. You know, I just want to feel passionate about what I do. So I'm not ready to make any more music at the moment, but I, I do love the long form of, of the book, so I'm doing... I'm halfway through another one now. What's, th what's that? It's, it's almost the prequel in a minute, in, in a way. You know, what made me build up to be that girl one of maybe only 10 who picked up a guitar in 76 yeah uh, you know but without any role models mm. ability confidence mm. money why did i do it, it, I, it well, listen when it comes out you, you have an open door here you can come and plug it as much Thank as you, you want and it, it, you're right it is it, it's an inspiration uh, inspirational hugely, book to read you hugely know. and you made me itch for a new guitar as well I want to, <laughs> and it's that thing of you you know you felt you couldn't do it but you did it anyway and that there's a huge amount of bravery in that yeah yeah, it is for, for a shy person as yeah. well. Yeah. It's so it's so nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. I've been really looking forward to this, and I'm I'm sorry we got the time wrong. <laughs> I won't do it again. <laughs> Thank you, Viv. Take care. Thanks very much indeed. It's Viv Albertine. The book it is a, an absolute joy. Okay, if you want to read it, clothes, 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 music, 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 boys, boys, boys. And say so my sister got it for me what, um, birthday last year, I think it was, and she said because you've just got too many books by sixties rock dudes. And I kind of thought, ah, yeah, 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 okay. And I took it on holiday with me two days. I devoured it. I handed it to you, and you kind of went, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. you devoured it. In a, Loved in, it, yeah. and I love her. She's such an inspiration. It, it really is, and I know she, you know, it, it, the, it's the, she mentioned it's inspiring to young women and women of all ages. It's inspiring to middle-aged people as well because that, that thing of her going out, you know, with a, with a failing marriage and going out and um, wanting to reassert herself artistically, and that being okay. Yeah, and going up, going up to pubs and doing an open mic spot, and it's terrifying, you know. And I've, I. You know, when I went and did stand-up comedy again for a little while, it's that thing of going out and going, oh, do you know what, I'm going to have a go at this. And it doesn't matter uh, if I get laughed at or if I get people, you know, point the finger. None of that actually matters. I'm just going to do it for me and see what happens. It's a brilliant book, and I thoroughly, thoroughly the recommend it. The CD's amazing as well, Vermillion Border. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed, Catherine. Um, you are, uh, well, that's two strikes, one more strike, and you're out. Excellent. You, you, did, oh, a, you, you did a Nash with Albertine. That's what you did. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Ian Lee. You're listening to Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Oh, there we go. Well, I was expecting that a little bit later, but it's done and dusted now. Viv Albertine. Um, if you want to uh, follow her on Twitter, Viv underscore Albertine, and I've just tweeted at Ian Lee the link to purchase her book. It, honestly, it's a brilliant read. Um, tomorrow, oh, tomorrow, Tommy James of Tommy James and the Shondells. He wrote Moni Moni, and um, I think we're alone now. Come on. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. This is Ian Lee on Talk Radio. You can um, listen on. There's an app for your phone. There's DAB Radio. There's online talkradio.co.uk. You can watch on Periscope, um, uh, periscope.tv forward slash Ian Lee. And we've got 240 people watching us now. Good evening. Welcome. Uh, the best thing, though, is you can call us up. Now, what are we talking about tonight? Well, uh, not really a lot, to be honest. It's I, I kind of got nothing for the show. I was expecting to speak to Viv. I was kind of filling for the first 90 minutes of the show. As I'd been told that we were talking to Viv. There's my Chinese coming back up. Uh, I was told we were talking to Viv at half eleven, um, 
So I was kind of hoping we could fill for the first hour and a half, and then we talked to Viv, and then the last hour would talk itself out. That was my production for the show. And then to get a tweet at 25 to 11 from uh, the guest saying, um, shouldn't someone be calling me? <laughs> tweet of the day, guys. Tweet of the day. So what are we talking about? Well, I'm asking awkward phone calls um, that you've made after I phoned up um, to speak to a gentleman, only to be told by his widow... He died almost two years to the day, and you have never heard a man split out of a phone call so quickly. 0844-499-1000. And then Alan Caddick phoned in with this. Oh, no, hang on a second. He phoned in with this. He was happy or sad. Yes, didn't he, just? Blimey! Uh, but you know the rules as well by now. I put this stuff out here, and you guys can call in about anything you want. What? So, ever remind me, I've got to play, I'm going to play a little bit of The Slits later on. I got thrown by an interview. I've got a brilliant um, song that The Slits did, a cover of Heard It Through the Grapevine. You will never hear a more spooky song ever. It is, honestly, it's, it's terrifying what they did to that song, and I wanted to play it. Um, but you can give us a call, 0844-499-1000. Andy Goldstein, he's eating the baguettes again. He's eating two giant baguettes and licking their ends. That's lovely. You should come in, Andy, come in. He's, he's scared to. Um, you, there's a phone call there, Ed, and I'm gonna. While you're taking that, I'm gonna take Bryn. Oh, what have I said? Yes, Bryn. Hi. Hello. Uh, hello, Bryn. You're live on talk radio. Oh, how interesting. You know, um, for funerals. Yes. I think that they they should be considered happy because you're seeing family. Yeah. And that that's something special. And well, if you just but ignore you're the dead person there well, it's, it's like a wedding isn't it uh, like a birthday party or hang on a minute a you've just you've just said it, you just said that the the funeral is like a wedding if you just ignore the dead person there well wait, okay when you go to a wedding yeah. how often do you pay attention to the people getting married um well, oh, are you paying well no you pay quite a lot of attention to the people getting married don't you well for for a little bit but when you get to the party but you know really you're not that bothered. That's true. That's true. Well, that, well, th then this is it. I've got it then, Bryn. Then the funeral itself should be sad, but yeah. the wake afterwards where you all um, have sandwiches and cake, that is where the laughter should be. Yeah, that's what it's always where. When I was younger, I went to my friend's bar mitzvah, right. and for the first the first day, yeah. we went there, the and first we, day. we sat him, and he was reading the passages. And it was really boring, and it kind of felt like a funeral because everyone was just sitting there. Yeah. The same, but the next day we were all partying and dancing and stuff, and it's the same thing like a funeral. You have the first bit, you go see the boring bit, and then you go to the the old, the second bit, and then that's that's everyone can enjoy it. All right. Although saying that, yes, my dad's funeral was sad, and there were tears, right? But I got up to speak. I played yeah. that. I played that crowd, Bryn. I wish I'd recorded it because I got quite a few laughs. Yeah. I mean, you the... put it on your resume. It could be one of the things you send employers. Yeah. I, I, do you know what I should do? We say CV in this country. We, I, I, I should have recorded it because, do you know what? That would actually make a really decent, um, touching tribute to my dad, Ian Lee, live at his dad's funeral. Plus, it'd probably sell a few copies. I'd make a few quid. Yeah, you can make make, make a TV show where you go to people's funerals and make them laugh. That'd be, that'd be nice. Bryn, this is awesomeness. I love it. Yeah. What, what happens at a bar mitzvah? I've never been to one. 
Well, you just go there, and there are about there are about fifty people there. Yeah, you know, Jews and stuff. And then I went when I was thirteen, and it was my friend who was also thirteen. So we were only like there were only six or seven other kids there. So we were just there sitting at the top. Everyone else sat at the bottom. And then my friend was just reading a bunch of Jewish Jewish stuff. He did it for about an hour and a half or two hours or something. And then that was it. And then we went home. And then the next day, in the night, we had to go to this place. And we were just partying for the whole time, dancing and eating and stuff. Yeah, I like the eating bit, the dancing bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, can I not just stay at home and read? Well, maybe. But, you know, it's bar, bar mitzvah, you know. Yeah. You seem a bit Jewish, so I thought you might enjoy that. <laughs> Don't you be like, what does that mean? You seem a bit Jewish. Well, if someone said you were, you were Jewish, Jewish or you had a Jewish descendant, I wouldn't be that surprised. Okay. That's a compliment. Uh, well, I, I, I take it neither as an insult nor a compliment. Okay, I've got that. Okay, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> you know punk rock? Yes, I do know punk, the punk rock, yeah. Oh, I remember punk rock like it was only yesterday. Mr. Buzzcock's on my shoulder singing in the most peculiar way. Yeah, so punk was, um, in the 70s, was around then. What, what, why isn't it, why isn't it around now? Why isn't it around since? What, since punk? Then? Why isn't it Yeah. For the most part, it wasn't very good. Oh, some some of it was good. Some of it was good. It was always going to live, you know, be a quick blast. Some of it was good, but the majority of it was rubbish. Yeah, it was just. It was nice to be around. It was like all the Sid Vicious people. They they weren't that talented. They were just sort of. Uh, Viv, right Viv was friends with Sid Vicious. I, should, I didn't get around to asking her about Sid. She was friends with Sid. Well, I think that Johnny Lydon, the lead singer with the Pistols, was. I think the Pistols were a good band. I mean, Sid Vicious couldn't play bass. Matlock could, but I think the Pistols were, were, were musically a competent band. And their Never Mind the Uh Uh album is brilliant. But the rest of it, the most most rest of the uh, the punk albums, you know, you, you wouldn't listen to. Uh, um, I can't think of any other punk bands at the moment. Sham sixty nine. Who, who's going to go home and put on a Sham sixty nine LP? Yeah, it's not, it's not like it's not like the Beatles. You just put it on to relax. You kind of have to be in the mood. Yeah, you got to be in the mood. You got to be in a head banging mood. Bryn, nice to talk to you, mate. Go on, you too. Thank you for the call, Bryn. Bryn, we've not spoken before, have we? No. What, what? 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 How did you find this show and this station? Oh, I've just I've just known about you for a while, and okay. I only found out you're doing this uh, periscope like a lot of people. Nice one. All right, br- brilliant, Brim. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate your call, mate. Thank you. Oh, thank you. There we go. This is this is it. That's the third call I know of that's come through periscope, guys. Guys, does talk radio want to um, give me um, um, a webcam that I can do it on, so I don't have to do it on my phone? Does does, does talk want to give me a uh, good wi-fi connection because i've got you guys at least three three new callers oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand and here's one very old caller possibly his last call it's dennis from dunstable thank you very much you're welcome sir the thing is dennis you sound more and more sprightly every day i know i know it's uh that's life that's life well i've just arranged for my funeral anyway I bought a, uh, a box of wine, which is absolute crap. Oh. I'd rather drink my own urine. Well, well you can do. Leaving that for people when I go. Who's, However, who's, who has ever, have you ever, you've done a lot of things, Dennis. What, what year did you have your tonsils removed? 1928? I was about three years old. Okay. Have you ever 
And I would do this if I had to. I would do this if I didn't have to. I'm tempted to do it now. Have you ever drunk your own urine? Uh, by mistake, perhaps. I don't know. By mistake? Yeah. Some people do it, actually, because they reckon it's good for you. Well, they, but how have you by mistake? I mean, yes, I might have licked my fingers. Put it this way. I drink a, a glass of apple juice, and it comes out the same bloody colour. But why would you have a glass of um, pee next to a glass of apple juice? You never know. They get, my wife would quite happily feed it to me, thinking it was apple juice. Anyway, that's Why would your wife yes. be harvesting your piss? No, Excuse my wouldn't. language. I might have accidentally left it behind somewhere. However, that young lady who had a terrible do with her father and wound up... I had a glorious time with my... that time in her father. Good for you. My mother took me back to her parents, where she had a lot of siblings. Yeah. And I had a glorious... Five years old, they taught me how to drink whiskey, how not to smoke. Um... And it was pretty brilliant. Yeah. I'm bloody glad I didn't find him till I was 46. <laughs> well, there you go, you see. Uh, well, you know, well, you were lucky. Because, you know, you know, um, uh, honestly, you, you should read Viv's books. Do you read books then, Is I write them as well, yes. Well, what do you write about? All sorts of things. Erotic thrillers? No, I'm trying to trying to go back to my earliest days. My, one of my sons has left me a recorder. Yeah. I'm trying to record back to when I first started. Oh, beautiful. I mean, my father... When I was born, he picked me up by my heels and looked down at the whole of my body and said, he's not one of mine. Oh. And then buggered off and left me. Oh. As I said, that was the best thing he could have done. Yeah. He had a glorious time. As I said to you the other day, the only regret I had is that I didn't have any daughters. I had three magnificent sons, and we didn't have a daughter. But I've got grandchildren, got great, I've got uh, granddaughters. So I'm happy like that. You can buy one on the internet. Who was that couple? Do you remember that couple? Um, Welsh couple. It Got was a, somebody. Did they? There was no. It was about. Um, I did a TV show with them once, a quiz show. Uh, it was about 15 years ago, and they tried to buy a baby on eBay. Do you remember them? I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if somebody did sell one. Yeah. They wouldn't get my granddaughter. I'll tell you. Uh, no oh, way on God's earth. Well, I'm glad she's not for sale, Dennis. Thank you. 0844 There was that family. There was a man and a woman, and they looked odd. Do you remember? They looked odd. And they became um, celebrities. They were on... Um, they were. I was on some stupid, terrible show called Stupid Punts, hosted by Patrick Kilty, and I was one of the, the panel on there, and they, I, I seem to remember them dressing up as, as fishermen, catching fish. I don't... Anyway... Um, and they they were really famous. I wonder what happened to those guys. Wasn't she a witch? I'm I'm maybe going off on too many tangents here. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. David. Hello, Ian. It was the Killshaws. What what was? Hang on, Vicky. Yes. It was the Killshaws. The Killshaws. Was it? The Killshaws. The Killshaws. The Killshaws. The Killshaws. The Killshaws. It was the Killshaws. No. It was the Killshaws. The Killshaws. The Killshaws that kill? A band. It was the Killshaws. Oh. Was it the Killshaws? Yes. I think it must have been the Killshaws. It was the Killshaws. I'm sure it must have been. It was the Killshaws. Well, do you know what? I really do think it might have been the Killshaws. 
I'm thinking that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Ian? I think it might have been. It probably was the Killshaws. I'm not convinced if it was the Killshaws now. <sighs> but you said it was. Now I'm thinking about it. It's the Killshaws. No. Yes, it is. Dave, what do you think? <sighs> I don't know what to think now. You know, Maybe all these conflicting the views. Seriously? I don't know if it was the Killshaws, Vicky. Actually. It was. Now I think on it. No, it definitely was. Uh... No, seriously. Dave? <sighs> I don't know, mate. What no. was the Killshaws? Yeah, what was know. the Killshaws, Vicky? I don't know. So you don't what think was... it was then, then? No. No, I think it was. I think it was the no. Killshaws. Yeah. I don't think it was. I think, I think it was. Now I think on it further. I think it was the Killshaws. Dave? No, it definitely wasn't the Killshaws. Uh, in what context are we talking about the Killshaws? Well, I think in the context that I think it was the Killshaws. I'm confident. It sound like, no. It sound like a band. Well, 0844-499-1000. Was it the Killshaws? Call me now. Vicky, what have you called in for? I called in about having awkward conversations on the phone. Yeah. Um, some time ago, when my daughter was at college, I needed to phone her tutor over a couple of issues. Yeah, of course. And I got his name, Brett. Yeah. So I phoned up, and I got put through by the operator. Yeah. And when I got through, a woman answered the phone. Uh-oh. And I said, hello, can I speak to Brett, please, which was his name. Yeah. And she said, speaking... And I said, oh, sorry, I thought you were a man. And he said, yes, I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally the most uncomfortable two seconds of my life. Yeah, that is, this is the thing. If I'm never sure, I'm never sure about the gender of someone, Mm -hmm. I don't mention it. I don't mention it. I I tend to say gender neutral. I did that on live television once mm. oh no with a young lady very talented young lady i think her name mm. was alex so uh, you know the non-gender specific name mm. um and she was on fame academy <laughs> yeah and i had to interview the fame academy people right mm. and i said all right um all right then young man so what, what have you been up to and she went i'm a girl <laughs> oh boom <laughs> right so that happened right dave that happened that's bad enough right yeah so then they come back on, right, mm. towards the end of the series. I think she came third or something. Alex Parks, was that her name? Yeah, yeah. That was oh, yeah, her, wasn't yeah, yeah. it? She was brilliant. I, she, had a, she had a song out. It was a really good song. And Do you know, I think I saw this. Yeah, and then the, so she came on again, right, and I was I kept repeating to myself, she's a girl, she's a girl, she's a girl, <laughs> she's a girl. And I called her a boy again, a second time. No. A second time. Oh. A second time. <laughs> and then, like, a couple of years later, I got um, uh, friendly in very, very loose terms, and I would never say this word in front of him, with Neil Hannon from The Divine Comedy. Mm-hmm. And he invited me to a concert he was doing at the Royal Albert Hall. By the way, Neil Hannon is hopefully coming on the show at some point later in the year. With the Killshaws supporting. Yes. Uh, with the Kilshaws. Um, and, um, we, I, I got a box at the box at the Royal Albert Hall, me, and my oh. girlfriend Tessa, the, 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 Tessa it was at the time, I think he's listening tonight, got a box at the Royal Albert Hall, who'd have thought it? Us! That's impressive. And, um, we sat down, mm. and you know who was sat in front of us in that box. Oh, It was Alec, Alex Parks oh. and her, her girlfriend, I think it was. Mm-hmm. 
and it was so awkward because we hadn't spoken since I'd called her a boy twice on live television. <laughs> oh, no. And all I, and I went and I went, Alex, I've, I've got to say I I am I am so sorry. She went, oh, please don't mention. It. I said no, and, I, and then I did this like this this really long drawn out apology, oh. and she was like, please just please don't mention it. And she was obviously furious with me, rightly so, rightly so, because I'd been it was a, it was a completely an accident, and and the first time it was hard, you know, it was genuinely hard to tell as it is with some people, but um uh, but yes, yeah, she was she was right to be angry with her with me for goodness sakes with him with it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it again now. Anyway, Vicky, what have you got for us? Oh, you've well, done it. I just, I just wanted to say it's the Killshaws. Thank you very much indeed, Vicky. Um, uh, on that bombshell, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. David. Hello, Ian. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, uh, uh, brilliant interview with Viv Albertine. She's. It, do you know what? I I I didn't get to play. Have you heard the Slits version I, of our? Uh, uh, um, uh, um, heard it through the grapevine. Through the grapevine. I love that version. Of hey, I, let me play a bit of it because I wanted to. Oh, where uh, where is it? Hang on. Where, where, and like you said, very spooky. Oh, it's it's terrifying. Yeah. Hang on a minute. My, hang on a minute. It's um. Is is this it? Hang on a second. This might be it. Hang on. Hang on a second. Let's see what this is. Um. Is this it? No. Hang on a minute. This might it be will be harder if we bring it. Because it's harder to bring a box with us than not bring a box with us. No. It's me talking to children. Well, no. I'm carrying your baby brother. Well, no, hang no, on. No, hang on a minute. That's, that's me arguing with my children. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Hang on. But don't... But, um, Aha! Listen to this. Listen to this. Hang on a second, Dave. Here we go. Here we go. vocals are brilliant but then listen when they get to the humming this is all humming here we go that bass line is humming oh, i love that have you ever heard the Stranglers version of Walk On By? No, uh, yes, I have heard that. Yes, I it's have heard sort it. sort of similar. I've, I've got a brilliant compilation record from the early 80s called We Do Em Our Way, and it's all bands doing cover versions, and that's where I first heard the Slits doing oh. that, and it's got a Walk On By, and Flying Lizards doing Money, and Devo doing Satisfaction. I enjoyed that, chi uh, that, that chitty chat with... Uh, oh, I listened to Devo doing Satisfaction. I enjoyed that chitty chat with Viv, but I, I, was, I was so thrown. It was weird. I, was, I got her message... Um, oh yeah, Dennis, I will send that DVD a pointless. I promise, I promise, I promise. Um, uh, he just messaged me. Um, uh, but I got, but I, I, I got the message from Viv that we hadn't called her while I was listening to Barry from Watford and and, and uh, Jonathan from Swansea, and I was I was aware that that Viv was then on the line and listening to you know two old men talking about um, funerals and stuff, and I didn't. I wanted to. I wanted to look cool in front of her. That's what I wanted to do, and I don't think I pulled it off, Dave. I don't I think. think I'd say you did all uh, right. I don't think I managed it. Yeah. Anyway, go on, yeah. what you got for us? 
I have got, following on from a conversation you had yesterday, I've got a time travel recommendation for you. I bet I've seen it. I don't know, because it's quite unusual, and I feel I owe you a recommendation, because it was thanks to you a few years ago at one of the old places. Yes. I first heard about time crimes. Okay. And that shot to the top of my list. Great of film. Time travel, so absolutely brilliant. Great film. Have you seen Dr. Plonk? Is it the kill shot? Doc the Plonk. Doctor. Doctor. Do- Dr. Plonk. Dr. Plonk. It sounds like um, um one of those spoof porn films they make. It does somewhat, but I assure you it isn't. It is a legitimate time travel film, but it's a time travel slapstick comedy. Uh-oh. Okay, yeah, go on. Oh, really? Oh, no, not No, 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 let, let me, I'm interested, I'm, in, I'm interested, I'm, mm. I'm on Amazon, I'm typing in Dr. Plonk, if it's under three quid, then we're getting it. No, mate, there's no such thing. Mm. Have you made it up? I've not made it up. I, it took me some time to get it. I've right. got it on DVD. IMDb. It's, it's brilliant. I'm going to IMDb. These are the bits that when people write about me on Digital Spy that they say I'm self-indulgent, I now understand what bits they're referring to. It's this bit, when I look on um, uh, the internet for stuff to buy. Dr. Plonk. Okay, we're clicking on... Uh, 2007. Oh, here we go, here we go, here yeah. we go. Dr. Yeah. Plonk, a scientist and inventor in 1907, Dr. Plonk predicts the world will end in 100 years unless something is done about it. So when was it made? 2007. Mate, it looks brilliant. It looks brilliant. Do you remember The Artist, that film that came out a few years ago, The Silent Movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Dr. Plonk's similar because it's mostly silent. It's filmed like an old black and white silent movie, but it predates The Artist. It's way better, and it's got... Do you know what, buddy? Go on. I found it. Yeah. Um... Ordered. Oi! I've ordered that. There oh, we go. I, I really hope you like it. Yeah, so do I, mate. Otherwise, I'm good. Where, whereabouts are you, Dave? I'm in Hastings. Yeah, all right. Hastings isn't too far. Um, <laughs> I can quite easily pop over there and punch you on the nose. You, you heard how I spoke to Cundy last night, and he's a big fella. I can take anybody. <laughs> Dave, you're a good lad. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. 0844 Yeah! You know the show is kind of is kind of bobbing along very very nicely. I'm not going to say this is an outstanding show. Viv Albertine, the exception, of course. But as 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 your average show goes, it I'm all, I'm happy with this. This is bobbing along. Sounding great from my end. And it, it doesn't matter that it's not really about anything. Of course, we do have two two big big topics of the day. Uh, mine, of course, is um, awkward phone calls, and Alan's is... Funeral. Happy or sad? Well, we see. We'll see which which one is the winner. But we're just bobbing along. We'll take calls straight to air after midnight. You want to call in? 0844-499-1000. We'll, 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 we'll chitty chat. Tomorrow, Tommy James is coming on, who I just I just love Tommy James. Right? I love 60s American rock dudes. That's what I love. Uh, but Tommy James is, is absolutely great. Treat yourself, dear listener. Go and buy a Tommy James Best Of. You'll get one for a couple of quid on Amazon. Uh, that can be your homework for tomorrow. Or go and listen on Spotify or whatever it is. I, Sam, I don't yep. really dig the Spotify. I like to, um, I like to own records. And I like to take, a, or CDs. And I like to take a punt with CDs. And buy CD. I bought CDs yeah. because I like the cover or because I like the record label and I trust what they put out. And sometimes right. it doesn't always pay off, but I like that. Spotify, I've got a million songs on my phone. No, thank you. Yeah, I get you. I, I, I understand that. You're a young man, what are you, 32? I'm, I'm, um, I'm 20. <laughs> 
remember calling you ages ago on Absolute Radio, ages ago. Well, hang on, if you're, are you 20 now? Yeah. Well, you would have been about 14 when I was on Absolute. Yeah, honestly, I was the most awkward kid when I used to speak to you. I used to lie about stuff. I used to be really nervous. I remember oh. I, I called you, I can't remember when it was like something about like, weapon next door or something, and it was like, obviously, lies. But I was so nervous and awkward at the time, I just wanted to like, you know, feel... Notice. And here's oh no I'm bless sorry. you I bless you no oh don't apologise mate bless you for calling <laughs> in this is we were talking to someone um from Sam show Sam Delaney's show earlier on and he's kind of saying what what do you think your your kind of age demographic is for your show and I mm. said I haven't got a clue because we've just had a call from a ninety one a ninety year old bloke Dennis and yeah. we get calls not so much here at the moment because it's it's late at night. But we will yeah. do. But we get called, you know, I, I have got calls from 10, 11. Well, no, we've had Wilson phone up. We've had a 10-year-old phone up. So, you know, wow. from 10 to 90 and everything right. in between. And that's the joy of this. It really, um, uh, it annoys me when um, station bosses or, or people try to go, well, this show is uh, for 40-somethings. And this show, we think we, we think this show is for teens. And, and this show is for, is for women. No, do, just do no, a radio show. Make it for everyone. Exactly. I mean, I'm not sure you remember me, but I'm, I'm called Sam Chaplin. I think you might remember me, but I'm not too sure. You know, you obviously speak to like thousands of people. Hang on a minute. Did we fall out? I, you banned me once, I think. What for? Yeah, you weren't Morim Dog, were you? No. I can't remember what you banned me for. I remember... I, remember I, think I, was, I think I was lying about something, and then you, and then you sussed me out, and then... Well, most, yeah. most people. I, do you know? I don't believe anybody that phones in. Yeah, I get you. Uh, I, um, well, I'm looking at a picture of you now. Oh, on Twitter or? Well, it doesn't matter where I'm looking. I'm looking at a picture uh, of you. I'm absolutely terrified. I've got YouTube videos too. Oh, have oh you? God! Oh, yeah, I've got YouTube. Okay, youtube.com <laughs> forward slash user Sam, Sam Chaplin. All right, let's have a little look. No, no, Sam Chaplin, if I. Sam Chaplin, oh, if no. Hello there. So one oh question that I get quite a lot wow. is, what do I make oh YouTube God. videos about? <laughs> well, hello, I'm Sam Chaplin. This is an audition video for happening. One Direction. Um, How? It is the monster to Or something. I'm not quite sure. How to be a cute Tumblr girl. Um, make... How do you do that with your hair? That's a genuine question, right? Because that hair, <laughs> that's you've sculpted that. Is that moose? Are you using moose? Is moose back? Yeah. Is moose yeah, back? Yeah. Oh, mate! Moose is back! I, I use Matt Clay and hairspray because I'm a teenage boy. Well, I was a teenage boy. Well, good for you. Listen, you'll soon realise that there's no point in doing that, but good for you. Well done. Well, the, the YouTube you. channel, youtube.com. You, what's the address? I can't see the address on here. It's um, youtube.com slash um, uh, Sam Chaplin, if I, so it's Sam Chaplin and IFY. And why are you doing it? What do you hope to get? Because because I'm go remember I'm an old man. I'm literally twice over twice your age, right? So none yeah. of this technology was around for me. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it because you want to get a job out of it? Are you doing it because you enjoy uh, being artistic? Are you doing it because you're bored? What why why what's what's There's the little reasons? There's little reasons. Basically, I don't like you know make you feel sorry for me, but, but I've gone through like a lot of bad times in my life. Like a lot of people have, like you know, in any age. Um, I lost my mum in 2013. I went through depression. I went through self harm, all that sort of stuff. My aim is to inspire people and tell people that obviously, yes, you're in this situation, but you're not the only person. And I try to tell people not what to do as such, like a bossy boot, but I try to just get people to realise that life is worth living, I guess. And that sounds a bit like, you know, I'm, pa I'm pandering, whatever. No, it doesn't. Uh, no, it doesn't. I'm silent because I'm listening because I'm thinking flipping heck. 
Uh, you are sounding, and you know, as, as we know, Sam, you are you have lied to me in the past, right? So you might be acting <laughs> now, but you're sound, sounding for all of those terrible things that have happened. Um, mm. uh, and I'm really sorry for the loss of your mum and dad at that at any age, but at that age, that's yeah. that's heartbreaking. Uh, you're yeah. sounding like a very grounded young man, and like, that's and that sounds patronising, and I don't mean it to. I mean it genuinely. Same, same. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I go on. About YouTube, but um. I think it was Bryn who called in about 10 minutes ago. Or yes. I'm not too sure. Yeah. He was talking about punk bands. Yes. Um, and how punk is, in brackets, dead. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware that, that there's a band called... Well, there's lots of bands that, that are dotted around right now that are punky. Yeah. And I want to sort of maybe not advertise them, of course, but, you know, say that... The, hey, we're not the BBC. Are... We can say anything we want. I can say Tesco, Tesco, Tesco. I can do that Fair now. Fair enough. Sainsbury's. Um, I'm actually in a Waitrose, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, slaves are a band that I really like, and um, Rat Boy. I'm not sure. Oh come on! Now you are winding me up. You've had a bet what? with your mates. I bet I can get on the radio and make that old fart <laughs> think that Rat Boy is a real band. Jog on, Chaplin. Honestly, I mean, no, no, no. I live in Malden, and they are from like Chelmsford, which is like five miles away from me. But that's not. And... But that's not what it, that, it, the, the, what the purists would call real punk. The summer of 1976. It's more sort of Jamie T kind of music, uh, you know. Um, Jamie T, you haven't heard of Jamie T before? No. What's oh, that? King, it's a it's a band. Is he well, in the Kinks? It's an, it's an artist. Is yeah. he in the Kinks? No. Right. Uh, do you, Do you know the Kinks? Yes. Name Name three Kink songs that aren't oh. that aren't um 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 <laughs> um that aren't the big ones. Like Waterloo Sunset. Yeah, you can't name that one. <laughs> um, Monkey Man. Well, what? Monkey man. Well, no. ape, ape man. Yeah, ape, I'm, ape I'm gonna give you that because you're on the radio and you're nervous. Give you that. Uh, oh god, they're on my head and I can't remember them. No, no. Um, oh, there's. And you want to talk to me about Rat Boy, do you, Chaplin? <laughs> you want to talk about Rat Boy? Is that what you want to talk about? Go oh, and buy. Man. Go and buy. Go and buy yourself. Um, no, don't even buy yourself the best of the Kinks. Go and buy the Village Green <laughs> Preservation <laughs> Society. Go no! Don't put it on Spotify. <laughs> Go and buy a record player and a vinyl copy of the Village Green Preservation Society, and then, boy, then you'll have lived. Okay, I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quick question before I go. Yeah, go on, I like you questions. Have you ever heard of Tame Impala before? Tame Impala. No, Tame Impala. They're a band. They're a um. They're an Australian band, and um, they they're essentially like a, a psychedelic kind of thing. Are they new? Mm, kind of. They had, they had a song that was really big this summer called, well, last summer rather, um, Let It Happen. Hang on a second. Let's yeah. find out. Let's find out. Okay. You sing it. Go on, sing it to me. I'm not going to sing it. Okay, really, well, let's let them sing it to me. Let's, let's see. And I'm going to judge the entire merit on the phone call as to whether this song is good or not. Oh, God, no, I quite like it so far. quite like it so far. Oh. I'm going to jump to the chorus. Okay. Nope, you're fired. I'm fired. Sam, it's nice to talk to you again, mate. Thanks so much. Thank you, mate. Take Brilliant. care. Thank Ta -ta. you. Bye-bye. There we go. 0844-499-1000. Doesn't that just go to show you that everybody has a story to tell? <laughs> Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, again, someone asked me, "What's your show about?" I don't know. 
it, it's literally about nothing. It's literally about nothing. And um, while I'm, I'm kind of steering the ship, you lot kind of, um, you know, I, I throw stuff out and you can call in and you can talk about anything you want. I think uh, on BBC London, what are they talking about on BBC London at the moment? You know, they're, 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 they're doing something quite tedious. Hang on a second, I can tell you. Because someone tweeted me. Um, uh, Would you support a ban on all diesel vehicles from from London's city centre? That that's what they're doing on that's what they're doing on on a, on a BBC on BBC London. Would you support a ban on all diesel vehicles from London's city centre? Call me now. Yeah, I would. No, I wouldn't. Excellent. That's that done. That's that done. And that's great. And I know the fellow that's doing it, and he's a nice bloke. He's a top bloke. Well, good luck to them. And good luck. You know, they, if people want to listen to that, beautiful. What I want to do is sit here and talk rubbish. Do you remember when radio used to be fun? When it used to be fun and it didn't matter. And if something big, you know, if a bomb went off now, we'd cover it. We'd change the tone and we'd cover it perfectly, okay, because we have the skills to do that. But otherwise, why, why can't we just have fun? When I am at home, uh, you know, at half past 11, quarter to 12 on a Wednesday night and I haven't got to get up in the morning or I have got to get up in the morning, but I want, want to listen to something in bed. I don't want to listen to talks about Muslims and Brexit and diesel and black, cat, all of that. I don't want to listen to that. I want to hear people phone up and talking nonsense. I want to hear uh, interesting people I've never heard of be interviewed like Viv Albertine. I want, um, uh, I want to hear people like Christopher do brilliant phone calls like this. Hi. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Your health is not in question. I wanted to take up the challenge of um, the name the three kink, uh, three kink songs that aren't like one of the big ones. Well, but that well, hang on a second. But that's easy for you to do. Why is that? Because you're um, you you have a I'm gonna uh, the show is loving and kind now. You have a, a breadth of musical knowledge that other people, some other people, don't necessarily have. I know. I was calling to show off, really. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. That's what I was calling to do. What were you doing to show off? Yeah, just, just you know, just, just yes. I, I know the Kinks. I know the Kinks. Oh. I, mean, I don't know them personally, but you know. Dave Davis is coming on the show. Now, one of the one of the songs I was going to name is Funny Face. Okay. Really like that song. That's one of his songs. And okay. one of his other ones, Susanna's Still Alive. Oh, Susanna's Still Alive. Oh, Susanna's Gonna Cry. Whiskey. At oh, my voice went then. What happened there? Wow. What the flip yeah. happened there? You broke your voice. I think my voice is breaking. Flipping heck. At last, they're dropping. I don't remember when my voice broke. Do you remember? I don't think it has yet for me. No, I'm talking about, do you remember when mine broke? I want to write it down. Just now, when you're seeing Susanna still alive. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's have a little, uh, let's have a kink off. Um, Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, I don't know, the thing is, the thing I've, I've discovered recently, Chris, right, Christopher, yeah. is um, I don't know the names of songs. Uh, so I know songs, and I don't, here, all right, all right. All right, guys, let's let's fall down the rabbit hole. You with me? Did we just yeah. do a break then? Yeah, we did. Okay, let's let's, let's, let's do a let's do a. What's the first? Here's a fun game, guys. What's the first Beatles song, Christopher? 
to not mention the title in the lyrics of the song. Ooh. That, that, dear listener, is a brilliant question. You won't get a better question than that. Oh, God. I don't even know. What? No, I don't know. I don't know. I'd I lose. Okay, let's let's go to um, and, and someone else who's filled with the, the joys of spring. Kyle. Evening, you all right? The first Beatles song, not to mention the title, and this, it was all the Beatles, they were so, so, they were trailblazers. It was quite late in their career when they did, they were brave enough to write a song that doesn't have the title in the lyrics. What was it, Kyle? I reckon it's Tomorrow Never Knows. Ooh, yeah, it could be. It's not the first one. <sighs> I don't think. Okay. Because, and I'm going to be honest with you, I can't remember the answer. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's on Revolver. Hang on a second. Let, let's, let's, yeah, Tomorrow Never Knows. Uh, no, I think it's on Rubber Soul, actually. Rubber Soul. Oh. Rubber Soul. So let's, go, let's go through all of the songs. It's, it's, it's really that. Let's go through all the songs right, on Rubber Soul. Right. So, hang on a second. Let's, let's start. It starts off with... I'm only sleeping. I'll make grow up. No. Drive, drive my car. Drive my drive my car. Mentions the lyrics in it. Norwegian wood. This bird has flown. Mentions the lyrics in it. You won't see me nowhere, man. Think for yourself. Say the word, Michelle. What goes on? Ah, girl, I'm looking through you. There are places I remember. Does he say in my life then? What are the lyrics to that? Yeah, in my life, yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. if I needed someone, you better run for your life if you can, little. Right, so it's not on Rubber Soul. What was the album before Rubber Soul? Was it Meet the Beatles? I don't know. Was it. Okay. Beatles, Beatles for sale before. Beatles for sale before, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe it's on Beatles for sale because it could be tomorrow. Never knows. You could. You could be right. No, tomorrow never knows. The revolver. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Where does Hot Days Night come as well? Uh, you uh, right. No reply. I'm a loser. Babies in black. Rock and roll music. I'll follow the sun. Um, eight day, eight days a week. Well, um, every little thing. I don't know what you're doing. I, I think it might be tomorrow. Never knows. So I said that. So I am <laughs> right. No, I don't think it is. I think there's another song on Revolver that does it. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, hang on. Let's go through Revolver. Hang on. Oh, I've gone to um, a page of, actually about guns. Revolver Beatles. Let's um. Um, and then I'll play some Beatles music. So, uh, Taxman, Eleanor Rigby, I'm only sleeping. It's Love You Too. Hey, not Love You Too. Is it the Killshaws? Love You Too. It, well, doesn't, okay. it doesn't mention it in the lyrics, does it? I'm sure it does. Where? Go on, give me the lyrics. Why not? Why are you? Well, I'm not googling it. No, I'm, I'm not, not you. I'm not googling the lyrics. I've just Google. I'm on Wikipediaing the albums. I mean, I mean, I'm remembering the track listing from the albums because I'm such a big Beatles fan. Okay. What are the lyrics to "Love You Too" by Harrison? I knew it was a Harrison song. Well, I'm I'm them in front of me, have I? Well, sing it. I can't. I can't think how it goes. No, I can't think how it goes either. Beatles, "Love You Too" lyrics. 
Does it say? I don't think it does. Hang on. Beatles love you too lyrics. I know this is deadly dull for everyone else. And Digital Spy, yes, this is this is the self indulgence to which you refer. I get it now. But do you know what? I I just can't avoid this. Every day, each day just goes so fast. I turn around. It's past. Yeah, yeah, it's that. Love you too. So you were wrong, Carl. So in your face, mate. In your face, buddy. Unbelievable. In your face, buddy. In your face, Carl. I tell you what I'm doing. Let's get some. um... Why is he having a pop at me? Because he's de- he destroyed you, mate. Well, he didn't. You did. He didn't. He did. He's, he's on my team, aren't you, Chris? Yeah. Destroyed you, buddy. Anyway, Carl, uh, Christopher, you can stay there for this. Carl, what have you got for us? No, I was just going to say, bizarrely, that gig you were talking about, the Albert Hall, with the um, Divine Comedy, I was at the same gig, and it was the night that I met. I didn't meet you. Strangely, but I did meet uh, in uh, outside the ladies' toilet, Les Dennis. Yeah. Bit of showbiz gossip. What was he doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. What was he doing um, outside the ladies' toilets? Uh, well, I, don't, I presume, because I was waiting for my then girlfriend, who'd gone in, and he was there, he was absolutely slaughtered. And I also met Matt Lucas when I went to the gents for a week. I was there! I was there! It was a great night. Great times, yeah, guys, great times! Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. So we, I think we've just spent the last 15 minutes deciding that Love You Too from Revolver by the Beatles is their first song in order of release, not to mention the title in the lyrics. That's some serious, some serious shiz we just did there, guys. Boom, boom, boom. Don't play this near your parents, Catherine. Otherwise, there could be a little brother or sister running around. Oh, wait, four, four. Uh, 499 1000 is the phone number. We will call you back for this hour after midnight. We'll take your call straight to air. Um, if you want, what have we talked about? Funerals? Happy or sad? Awkward phone calls? What are you eating? What the flip are you eating? I'm starving in here. Bring his nuts. But I'll have him join the, I'll have him join the news, so I don't know. Have you still got my sandwich as well? Okay. Uh, what are you talking about? Funerals? Happy or sad? Awkward phone calls? Uh, the Beatles? The Kinks? And I think that's pretty much everything we've covered. You can call in about any of that stuff. Or, oh, while we're on a musical vibe, I've still not heard... Um, oh, do shut up. I've still not heard um, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Never heard it. And I don't think I can listen to it now because, um, well, they're music thieves, aren't they? They've been accused of stealing a song. Here's the thing, right? Uh, you can come in if you want, Kath. People want to hear you chomping on some nuts. Um, here's the thing, right? The, the, so someone is saying that uh, the, the, the Stairway to Heaven right, by Led Zeppelin is 40 years old, okay? And they're being accused of ripping off another song. Led Zeppelin has faced court over claims they stole the intro to Stairway to Heaven. Singer Robert Plant and Jimmy Page are accused of copying a song by US band Spirit. Yeah, they are. But it was 40 years ago. Of Spir- I've heard it as well. It sounds not like. Of Spirit only just said. No, um, it's his estate. Spirit's estate. Mm-hmm. Spirit level. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Doesn't even make sense. And I said it. And that's just a crazy thing. I think his name's Mr. Taurus. The band's... The, no, the song's called Taurus. No, I think he's called Taurus as well. The band's toured together in 68. The action is being brought by Michael Skidmore. Oh. 
a trustee for spirit don't eat on the air though because it says it sounds horrible for spirits late guitar oh randy california that's the rumor anyway no that's his name i've heard of him randy california oh. i never got into spirit um he wants randy to get a writing credit on stairway oh don't do that that's horrible come on <laughs> seriously it's annoying um los angeles judge gary klausner said the case was about the song's concept and feel not just the chords used oh um here's this here's the thing the, one of the biggest one of those payouts was george harrison with my sweet lord yeah which um phil specter said was a ripoff of she's so fine by the chiffons but who produced my sweet lord phil specter phil specter and to he he produced it to sound a bit like that and then when he went to court and sued george harrison his mate he didn't take in the original of she's so fine he re-recorded it oh. to make it sound like My Sweet Law by George Harrison. But did it sound like it anyway? I don't Quite know. a lot, no? I well, let's, hang on, let's, let's remind ourselves, dear listener, of... Um, uh, I had to go on YouTube again, because I haven't got all my songs on here. Uh, so My Sweet Lord, I must watch that George Harrison documentary again. And um, What's that on? Uh, DVD, isn't it? Oh. Uh, My Sweet Lord. All right, so here we go. Here we go. So this is... <laughs> So it's the, it's the beginning that's supposed to sound like so. What other number one songs are there, or top ten songs were there, about um, God? Um, Harry Krishna by um, uh, George Michael. Boy George. Yeah, Bad and Krishna. I yeah. know um, Harry Lister. Um... Oh, there was that one from that... Tava. Is that not about? Is that not a thing? No, I'm talking about proper gods. I don't think those gods count. Well, as I think proper they do gods. count. No, for I don't think quite they a lot do. of people. No, but they're yeah. not. But they're not like the proper gods. They are, and yeah. they're proper good ones. Mm, He's so fine. fine. He's so fine. Okay, so that's that. And they even do the na 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 na. They even do that bit. Yeah, but he, he, but Phil Spector would have put that in. Oh. My sweet lord. I really so want to be with you. No, no. Wish you were mine. That's it. I really want to be with you. I really want to know you. My sweet. I didn't like it. Oh, it sounds just like it. Doesn't it doesn't sound anything like it. Of course it does. Um, There was that group. Uh, out, out. Um, What was that group? The Christian group. No, there's the woman. What if God was, was one, one of us? us? So there was that, but then there was a group, and everyone went, "Oh, this group's quite quite cool." And they had a big, like, couple of big hits, and it? then someone went, "You do know it's Christian rock?" Everyone backed away from Were those they called CDs. Thunder or something? No, 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 no. It wasn't a metal group. It was like an American. Oh, what were they called? Um, um, and yeah, and as soon as everyone went, "You do know that they are," it's Christian rock. Everyone, oh, you can have my CD. And when, when couples split up, that's not my CD. No, you can have it. You bought that. No, you can have it. Got one, please. Uh, what were they called? Uh, early 90s. Um, Christian Rockers. Someone tweet me, please. Um, can't think what it was. It, it, it'll come to me. But I've not heard Led Zeppelin. I've never heard Stairway to Heaven. No Stairway. Never. I never got Led Zeppelin, really. I always thought they were a little bit... I never bought into it. I always thought they were a little bit too silly, a little bit too over the top. They're the ones that did Cashmere, right? Um, over the top, says the man who's who's <laughs> who's currently reading Paul Stanley's autobiography from Kiss. I mean, really, really, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, um, uh, how's that going with him coming on? Yep, I've okay. sent him an email. I have sent him an email. He'll come on. We'll get him on. We'll get him on. 
We'll get Gene on. I'm, 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 I'm tempted to... Um, I've said one to him and Gene. I've not mentioned one to the other. I'll tell you about plans I've got for Gene Simmons. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think it's time. No. I think it's time. Not that. Not, 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 not that. Not that, but the other. Not that, but some of the others. I think it's time. What the... Yeah. Are you sure that's wise? Well, I think it's t- I think it's time. I think it's time to, to for it to be confronted. Yeah, yeah, I do. Crikey. Yeah, I know. So we'll see. Can I not be there? <laughs> You'll be on the phone. It'll be fine. Um, I just read an interesting comment that he made about Robin Williams. Oh. Yeah. Said he should have manned up. Or something like that. I've not seen the full context, so I want to get the full context before I make any judgments. Anyway, uh, this is Ian Lee. We're having a production meeting live on the air, and you're very, very welcome to it. Talk Radio. Evening, dear listener. I've been told that tonight's podcast is a doozy. I thoroughly recommend you go to iTunes or your usual podcast provider. Type in Ian Lee, Talk Radio, and they will pop up. Uh, we'll take calls straight to air for the last hour of the show if you want to learn about the stuff we've talked about or about anything else you fancy. Oh, and by the way, the band was Evanescence. It was Evanescence. You remember those guys? I can't remember what their hit was. 0844-499-1000. Cast stop laughing at me, Paul Stanley, but please. Right, we'll take calls straight to air for the last hour of the show. 844 0844- Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Going to give us a call. Calls cost seven pence a minute. Pleasure providers access charge. Calls cost significantly more from um, uh, mobiles. So call. We, we were talking yesterday. We were speaking of belief. That's a quote from a film. We were talking yesterday about um, um, whale vomit. Yeah. Some people have found some. Ambergris, not verdigris. Idiots. You said it. I know, verdigris is what you get when you've got copper. No, it goes green. Get, no, no, no. Verdigris, that's, that's when you get really badly burnt, isn't it? Verdigris burns. Oh. Line two, you're on the wireless. Thank God, to start the show off, we've got a fantastic guest <sighs> who's come up all the way <gasps> on a motor train, right up uh, train tracks from London to Manchester. Let's have a fantastic welcome for the one... Oh, thank you for that, mate. That was delightful. That was me on Frank's fantastic telly show. What, what a joy! He asked me to go on it. And I said, "Yeah." He said, we, "We, there's no money in it." I said, "Yeah, I'll do it." He said, "You got to pay your own train fare." I said, "Boss, I'm there. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm in." Is that the one where he was the test card? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was the same place, but it wasn't. He did the test card overnight one night. <laughs> oh, I miss him. He was so much fun. He was so much fun. Um, line one, you're on the wireless. Hopefully, sometimes, sometimes get, let me just try this, but I don't think it will work. Line two, no. Okay, try, no. try again. Try again. It's because um, it's because this this um, uh, version of phone box, the computer system we use, is pony. Mm. A couple who found a rubbery rock on a beach. Thank you very much. Have been told it is rare whale vomit, possibly worth fifty fares and pounds. How much? Fifty fares and pounds. How much? Gary forty eight. And Angela Williams, 49, suspected... How old is he, sorry? He's 48. Gosh. The smelly, waxy mass... That's no way to speak about his wife. ...was ambergris, which perfume makers use to preserve scents. Yes, line one? For some reason, that phone number's not ringing. Can we cheat? And Could you give them a call back? Would that be okay? Thank you, mate. 
Um, they are in talks with possible buyers for the three and a half pound chunk of floating gold they found on a remote area of beach near Morecambe Bay. A six pound lump from the same area, or oh, this is where this is where we need to go, was valued at 120 fares and pounds in 2013. Beachcomber Gary, beachcomber, beachcomber of Overton Lanks said. It's worth a lot. If it's worth a lot, it will be a dream come true. Wow. Here's the thing, right? So, when when people don't find it, do they? How does this? Do they harvest it? Do they farm it? Do they fish it? Are they just dependent on people like Gary and Angela Williams, forty-eight and forty-nine respectively, or is there somewhere is um. Is not... Shamu, do they just make Shamu throw sque- up? Squeezing whales. Yes, they go around squeezing whales. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Oh, you don't squeeze it. What you do is you feed it. Nice little kelp and stuff. And then the, the audience and the families go. And you get a big stick. Oh, n- put it down. Put it down its throat. Because it's trained, it'll open its mouth. And you put it down its throat and it goes. You pull it out. No, one. No, no, no. Third one. Wow, a massive tactical chunder. I'd be up for that. I wonder what it tastes like. Oh, don't. Why? Fishy, I, I imagine. Yeah, probably. Probably. Well, you would lick it, wouldn't you? Of course you would. There we go. Here's the phone in. 0844 <laughs> What have you licked? What have you looked at and gone, well, I'm going to lick that? Batteries. Kids don't lick batteries anymore. My breast milk. There we go. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but I was, <laughs> it was, just, I was just curious. Yes, line one. Thank you. Do you remember the Killshaws? Yes. Tried to buy a baby, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, they did. They did. They tried, tried to buy a baby. Um, I wonder where they are now. They were. They did were they like make a, a docudrama about them. They did, and someone sent me a link for it, which I'm going to watch. There's a docu. Uh, is it docudrama or a documentary? Yeah, one of them. Same thing though with their life. Meet the Killshaws. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, who, 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 who sent me that? Hang on a second. I can't see who's. Um... Oh, Dan sent me that. Thank you, Dan. Well, that's. Uh, L- okay. Hitchhiked away across USA. Bloody computer. Plucked her eyebrows on the way, shaved her legs, and then he was. Sinks in. Alan, Judith, and Kaylee descend into mutual recrimination. Adopted over the internet. Killshaws. Well, I'm watching that later on. Thank you, Dan. Cheers for that, buddy. They were. They um, ended up. They were. Um, they were around before reality TV, mm. and ha- had they happened five years later, they'd still be having a successful career now. Can you imagine Imagine the Twitter storm around that? Oh, yeah. I met the Killshaws. They were delightful people. I always, wasn't she a witch? I always got the impression they were swingers, but I thought she was a witch. I, mean, I don't know if they were or not. I'm just a, but I thought she wasn't she a witch or something. Am I confusing her with someone else from the early 90s? Yes, line one. Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Oh, sorry, I didn't realise it was me. Um, I heard you say something about what have you licked. That's not why I was phoning. But I did on my hen do. I had to lick an old man's ear. Oh. Part of a could have been so much. Bit. Could have been so uh, much worse. Yeah. Could have been worse. Um, but I was phoning for phone phone gas. Oh yeah, go on, go on. I found I found out a woman and said, "Can I speak to your husband? He died two years ago." Oh, flipping heck. Um, I used to work when I was like eighteen for a very very posh bank. Yeah. And there was Coots. a customer who. Yes. Yeah, you say posh back, well, it's coots. All right, yeah, go on. Yeah, it was. And so it was my first job, and it was in the week that I started. And uh, the client phoned up, 
and I'd heard him referred to by a, a nickname, and I didn't oh. realise that oh. uh, I hadn't put the phone call on hold. Oh. I'm only, only changing his name slightly, um, but um, let's say, for example, his name was... Um, Richard, well, if his first name was Richard, his surname was Sam, let's say Sam, and it wasn't Richard Herring, and um, I said, yeah, it's Big Dick, Big Dick the Fish, which is what everyone referred to him as. Big Dick the Fish. Yeah, Big Dick the Fish, which is what everyone called him. Um, so, and I hadn't put the phone on hold because I was new, and I just shouted out to the manager, Big Dick the Fish is on the phone, oh, yeah. and... Um, Oh God! It was all. It makes me actually feel sick now. And I'm guessing if he had a nickname as a customer at Coots, he must have been worth a few quid. Yeah, he was. And um, the, the the manager had to kind of get on the phone to him and say, "No, no, we use it as a term of endearment." Oh, like, that's days. never going to fly. That's like Mr. Bellend from last week at the <laughs> Domino's on a much smaller scale, of course, but similar similarities. He was probably pacified with pizza. Similarities. Oh, blimey! Thank you for that. Julie, oh. uh, you got yeah. I I never trust the mute on a phone. Never trust it. Always um, no, that's always dangerous territory. Line two, you're on the wireless. All right, yeah, my name's uh, Paulie. You 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 call and you listen to the show. All right, Paulie, you're uh, you're walking up to the phone, are you? Because you're a little bit faint there. Just walking home from work, pal. Some of us, some of us got here in the beans. Uh, you got uh, to do what with your beans? <laughs> two things, right? I can either tell you what I've licked. Or I can sing you a song about phone box. Your choice. Can we, is there any chance we could have the phone box song first and then what you've licked? I've got a good idea. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, <coughs> here goes. Phone box. Right, right. Well, thank you very much for that. And what have you? I don't worry. I hit the dump button. And what have you? What have you licked? <laughs> I've got a dirty. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. You see, and that listener is uh is that edward we're gonna go to some breaks i think sure. let's go to line one you're on the wireless yes line one hey hey emma how you doing gosh you're close to the phone <coughs> normally normally phone calls are very quiet but you're very you're, you're, you're booming live from the west midlands wm uh, how's things going emma um not that good go on what's happening well Apart from yesterday, I've had like four days where I've just been crying all the time. Yeah. Um, and I just hate it. Yeah. Um, but I'm going back to my doctor's on Friday. Perfect. Because I think they need to up my days. Yeah, or maybe check. I, or I don't know. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to advise you medically, but they might up it, or they might. Here's an odd thing, right? Sometimes they lower it. Sometimes if you have a lower dose, and I don't understand this, but it can have more of an impact. Because I, I don't, someone tried to explain it to me, I didn't get it. Or they might change it, or they might do do anything. But yeah, you're definitely wise to go and talk to them. Emma, have you, you know, did you hear when we had Matt Haig on the other day, the writer? I, I haven't got a credit card. Oh, man. You, it's like four or five quid, the book. You might, there must, is there no one who could help you? Get it. Um, yeah, I could try. But I haven't got a credit card or debit card. Well, I haven't got a credit card either, um because um, I think those things are awful but debit card well uh, maybe if there's anyone you could ask to buy you reasons to stay alive because honestly it, it's such a good book and um, it's not self-help or patronising at all it's a cracking read yeah uh, I'm going to try 
But it's just that I hate feeling like this. Yeah, and it sucks. Like, if I was, like, ill, as in, like, antibiotics, I would have been cured by now. And he's like, it really is. And I'm not sleeping. Yeah. And, like, I'm still having my nightmares. And it's just, like... I just feel like I can't cope. Yeah. And I just don't know how I'm gonna... I always think now, like, I have to get through today, I can't think about tomorrow. Well, the, and that's and that's the technique. The technique is keeping it in uh, the day, or even keeping it in the hour. Do you meditate at all? Mm, a little. Uh, have I you got... I at nights when, yeah. like, I can't sleep. And like when I'm on nightmares, I'll definitely do it then. Have you got um like an like what have you got like a smartphone that can have apps on and stuff? No, I've got? only got my laptop and I've like my mobile phone is old fashioned. Don't worry, don't, don't worry about that. For things like that. No, 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 don't worry about that. Right, there's an app you can get and you can probably get it on your laptop. I'm sure you can. Called Headspace, right? And it's, it'll be like 99p. You can afford 99p, yeah? Yeah. Right. It may even be, it's free, it's free to start with, it's free, and then you subscribe, that's it, it's free. And then after like six, three months or six months, they ask you to subscribe, but by then you don't, you, you know, you, 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 anyway, that doesn't matter, that will happen when it comes. It's called Headspace, and it's brilliant. It's like, um, it's this bloke, and um, we should get the Headspace guy on. All right. I can't remember his name. No, but he was great. Let's get the head, because you did it for a while, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did, I did. Let's get the Headspace guy on, because he's brilliant, right? And it talks you through uh, meditations, and it's brilliant. And it's none of this, or oh, you're sitting in the forest, and there's you can hear the dolphins. And none of that rubbish, dolphins in the forest. Um, it's it's brilliant. It's practical. It starts off at five minutes, then it's ten minutes, then it's twenty minutes. Yeah. And um, even if it only makes you feel better for that five, ten, twenty minutes, and you feel crappy the side of it, it's um, it's ten minutes in the day when you can have a little breather, and uh, it, it does you the world of good. It did me the world of good, and I suspect it will do you the world of good. I'll try it, because the way that I feel, it's yeah. just like... I'm just all alone. Yeah, I know. I know. I know, mate. It's, it sucks. And then, like, I've got all these people that I've got, my friends and stuff, but, like, now this is the worst time is at night when I've got no one. Yeah. And it's, like, I'm going to get upset, but I don't care. I just, like, um, feel like, will I ever, ever be happy? I don't know the answer to that. Being completely honest, I don't know. But we have to believe that we will be. Yeah, but like... Last year, I was so much better this time of month. And like, it's just dragged. And like, yeah. them men that raped me, they're the ones that have destroyed my life. Yeah, yeah. And like, I feel in myself... That if I did it sooner and actually did tell instead of leaving it for a year, yeah. then like, then they could have got caught, couldn't yeah. they? Well, um, but I never told anyone. And that's interesting that you're blaming yourself. You told you told people when you were ready to tell people, and there's 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 nothing wrong about that. It was yeah, but like there was no evidence that. 
And it's like, if I did, and like now, if anyone's gone through that, then please do tell, because well, you can't be like me, because, like, I now feel that I can never get it out of my head what that men did to me. Well, what you're doing, Emma, is, um, is, um... What you're saying to yourself is wrong. You're lying to yourself, right? Your head is lying to you because you told people, I don't know if you told the police or family or whatever, but you told people when you were ready to tell them and they might have gone to prison if you told earlier, they might not have gone to prison if you told her. You might feel better now if you'd said it, you know, the day after it happened. You might feel the same. You might feel worse. You, you just you just don't know. So you um, going around in that cycle of blaming yourself for not speaking it was like... my fault, Ian. I was drunk and I was in a park. It was my fault. It was late hang on, at night. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a minute, Emma. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Right. So you were raped by you were raped by blokes, right? A couple of blokes. Three uh, men. Three men. Right. And you were drunk and you were in a park late at late at night. How, how, yeah. how does that make that doesn't make it your fault? Anybody should be allowed to be in a. Anyone should be allowed to be drunk young men or women and anybody should be allowed to walk in a park late at night i wouldn't advise it but it doesn't make it your fault what they did was their decision and it was their fault and it was their cruelty you haven't done any you haven't done anything wrong at all and you know that you know that emma you know that you haven't done anything wrong but your sick head because you're ill is telling you that it was your fault and it wasn't. It, it was wasn't. like that. But then I like blamed because then in that year, then I blame myself again because then like because I never come forward. Then yeah. it could I have know. been that that could have happened to another woman. But when I did manage to go to the police, which was five years later, yeah. where I went with Robin, who's my like vicar. Yeah. When I went with him, then like he then um was with me and like i was videoed and everything yeah. and they also looked into the part where it happened and they actually said that nobody had been attacked or raped in that park but like for five years i just blamed myself because yeah. it's like everyone quite a lot of stuff in my life people just blame me for everything well that 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 I, I don't know about the rest of your life, but that specific incident you're talking about, it, it it is not your fault, and you didn't do anything wrong. Emma, I'm really worried about you. You need um you need more help and time than I can give you here. And you can call in any time. I'm not saying don't call in, but I'm really worried about you. What 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 are you gonna do? Um, what are you gonna do tonight? I'm gonna listen to you on the radio and then. I go see. I haven't got work tomorrow, which is like gonna be hard. Because yeah. when I don't have my work, then I'm even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Because I don't. I I have to be at work at like three. Yeah. So, but like, I haven't got my first morning work. I've got my afternoon work, All but right. not my All first right. work. What? So, what are you gonna do tomorrow? I don't know. I will go get out because I can't stay in here. Cause when you see your doctor, work. Emma, when you speak to your doctor, do you tell him all the stuff that you're telling me or her? 
Um, yeah, they know about what happened. Right. Do they know that the fact that you, you phone up late night radio and, and in tears and that you're suicidal? <laughs> they knew that I was su- suicidal last time. That's how come I had to go right. to hospital. Right. You, you... But, like, they don't know because, like... Because I've got my appointment on Friday, I haven't yeah. gone because I know that. It's why, why, why don't you? Why don't you um, go to the doctors tomorrow? <laughs> I could. Yeah. Whether there's any appointments no, for me. Don't don't, don't, most most doctors' surgeries, they have a thing where if you I don't know you turn it rock up just before it opens, uh, and it's an emergency, they'll see you. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm worried about you, Emma. Um, um, because I don't, I don't think you're going to... Well, no, I don't think you're going to kill yourself. Um, but I know that you're in a lot of pain, right? And I know that you can come out of this the other side. But I, I, I'm worried that I'm going to say something that's going to come across as crass and is going to... You know, I know what it's like, Emma, when we are feeling like you're feeling now. And I, I've felt low. I don't know if I felt like you, but I felt low. That sometimes people can say things that are well-meaning, and I hear something completely different. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm, I am worried that I am going to say something that you're that's going to come from a place of of love and care, and you're going to hear something else, and you, you are going to act on that. I just oh, well, I mean, how do you how do you cope in your day? I you know a day when you're like really when because I know that you cry yeah, as well and yeah. get upset and when you're down and that I I try and if I can, it? It, I'm on really strong medication from the doctor I am lucky enough that I'm in a position where I can afford to pay and see a therapist once a week which is where I was today um, and I try and keep busy. Uh, but when I'm when I'm in floods of tears, I just I lie in bed and cry. I you know I kind of lucky that sometimes I can do that or unlucky I don't know. And I do that. And when I feel strong enough, I will text a friend and say, "Do you know what? I want to die today." And then he'll phone he'll text back saying, "Can I phone you?" And I'll say, "No, I can't talk to you, but I can text you." I and if I, if I and if I'm really and, and Emma, if I'm really on the brink of jumping off the edge of the building, I call the Samaritans. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you call them the other day? Yeah. yeah. I called them on that night when I was really suicidal. How did that go? You didn't kill yourself? No. I never took the tablets. Good. So maybe calling them... I find, and I know other people, and I, you know, I, was e- I was having an email conversation with someone, a man I really respect, right? Really creative man. And he told me that he called the Samaritans when he was feeling really low. And I said, flipping it, I would never have thought that of you. Um, and he said it was just, it was, a, it was a pressure release. It was like turning the valve, and when all the noise was too loud in his head. You know the noise in your head, right? Yeah. You know the noise, that noise, yeah. right? That you can't describe to him, but flipping it, it's deafening. Uh, by calling it, it just lets a little bit of that noise out. And it's just a little bit calmer. It's not going to solve anything. It's not going to fix anything. It's not going to fix the fact that you got attacked five years ago. It's not going to fix the fact that you, you didn't, you know, whatever. Um, but it just takes the pressure off a little bit. I know. I, 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 they were really good. Yeah, they're good. I don't, I mean, before November, I lost three stone in weight and yep. I was happy. And then 
because of what the anniversary came in March, that's it. It's bank. Right, and go, yeah. I just think, I've got out of this before. Yeah. But when I look in the mirror, I just look at it and I just look and I just feel so ugly. I feel repulsive when I look at myself. I mean, today I didn't even eat today because I just think I'm fat anyway, so it don't matter. Right, but well, that kind of, that's why today. you're feeling particularly um, crap now because you've not eaten anything. <laughs> that's why you feel, that's why, that's, that's one of the reasons possibly why you're feeling so lousy now. Uh, I, I, the, the the thing I have to remember is to take care of myself when I'm feeling ill, and that means um, brushing my teeth, that means having a wash, and that means at least trying to eat something in the day, because stuff like that gets pushed to the side, I find. Um, so I would suggest having a, I don't know, like a, a, I don't know, a bowl of cereal or a slice of toast, just so you've got something in your stomach. Thank you, and I'm so sorry that I got upset. Oh no, shut up! Don't, 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 don't say sorry for that. I, I, I feel bad because I'm not. I, I, you know, I'm telling you to eat a piece of toast, and you want to kill yourself. And I, and I know that that, you know, it, it sounds pathetic. It's actually it's quite practical advice to have a little slice of toast or a bowl of cereal or something. It will, um, it will uh, reduce your your blood pressure is going crazy. There are chemicals racing all through your body, and having, introducing a bit of food will just slow things down ever so slightly. I also suggest yeah. you phone the Samaritans tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. I also suggest you go to the doctors tomorrow and you tell them that you, uh, you are suicidal. You tell them that you phone up late night shows on radio and you talk about being suicidal. And you tell them everything you've told me. And I know it'll be tricky because tomorrow morning you'll feel a bit better. And you'll think, oh, I don't want to go. You might think, I don't want to go. It's silly. Or you'll, you'll be sat in the room going, oh, it's really silly now because I feel fine. But, but you need to be really honest with your doctor. And if you're... Yeah, no, I'll leave it there. You need to be really honest with your doctor. Because you need help, Emma. You're precious, priceless and valuable, Emma. You're precious, priceless and valuable and you can do this. You know, it's just that when you need the mental health teams and stuff like that, they're yep. not there. Yep. And that's how come it's so hard. Yeah. But I, know. I just want to say thank you and thank you right. for the email as well. That is you're welcome. Okay. All right, and, I'll speak um, to you soon. All right, I'm gonna go because I'm gonna get too upset. All right, see you later. All right, then. Ta -ta. bye. Bye bye. Did your husband? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number, and and a clunking gear change is, I think, what makes great radio. We we clunk our gears and we go to line one. You're on the wireless. How you doing? How you doing? I'm all right, fella. What you got for us? Um, uh, I've been out tonight with a ginger-haired girl. Right. Well, the first first time I've been out with a ginger-haired girl. And how did that go? Um, are you there, Ian? No, I'm not anymore. But thanks very much for trying. Uh, line two, you're on the wireless. Hi. Um, I thought I'm, I wanted to call just to. You know what? Actually, I've just I've changed. I don't want to say. Anything. I was going to say something about your last call um, okay. in support, but I don't think maybe maybe you've said everything. You can say something if you want to say. You don't have to. It's, it's all up to you, man. You know, it's, we're all groovy here. We're not all groovy yeah. on Twitter, it would appear. But um... yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, ignore them and on Periscope. Yeah, um, uh, Periscope is yeah yeah. Go on. You say well, there's a couple. There's always a couple. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you, you see, I've been online for a couple of minutes. I just wanted to reply to 
something Emma said, which was that she felt it was her, oh, that you picked up on that it was her fault what had happened, and I just wanted her to hear like more than one voice at this moment in time say to her that those kind of things aren't the fault of the person it happens to. And it's so important that she hears that as much as possible because that's so... Yeah. You know. Yeah, I do. I do. I, 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 yeah, I do. I do. Do you know what, though? I think sometimes that, that reaction is a funny way of trying to con- get control of it and say, right, if X, Y, or Z hadn't happened... Yeah. Then I wouldn't be feeling like this. But in this case, she's not responsible for what happened. No one's going to think that at all. So brave of her to speak up at all. But I think, I think obviously, I don't know. I don't know what she's thinking, but I think maybe it's important that she knows that uh, more than one person who she's speaking to doesn't think it's her fault right now. Yeah. And actually everybody doesn't think nothing's her fault. No. Um, Yeah. Nice one, Seb. Thank you, mate. You've got a good heart. Um... Just before you do move on... Yes, sir. Are you still up for having a bit of a production meeting on air? Yeah, what, what you got for us? Um, well, I really liked your Beatles question, actually. It's a good one, wasn't it? It was. And I was I, I was going to call in and say, I don't know it, but I do have a question for you. Go on. Um, which is, you said that was one of your favourite questions to ask. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. By, all right, by the way, this is a great phone-in. What's your favourite question that makes you look clever? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. If we don't do it tonight, we'll do that tomorrow. Go on, Seb. Yeah, well, well done. This is what I was going to say to you. Is yeah. I was going to say my favourite question, or well, my favourite pop quiz question is, what's the what's the most common street name in the UK? Oh. Well, you, okay. All right. That's all right. Now you would you would think High Street would be up there. Yeah. You you would think that. Yeah, but it's not. What about the Avenue? The Avenue, Acacia the Avenue. avenue. Seb. Yep. You so you dropped out then. It's not the Avenue, is it? Um, it's not the Avenue, no. The most common street name. Station Road or something. Oh, she's got it. Is it Have Station I? Road? Yes. Hey, our cat's not as daft as she is. Cabbage looking or whatever it is. Green as she is. <laughs> See, so now my suggestion would be now. Whoever answers it Hang right on. has to answer that Hang question. Hang on, Seb, that sounds suspiciously like a rolling quiz. This isn't be- <laughs> this isn't, it is. This isn't LBC in 1987, for it. crying no, out no, loud. Yeah. yeah, no, sorry, no, it isn't a rolling quiz. Ignore that completely. It is my favourite pub quiz question. Tomorrow's topic, Seb, thank you for that, mate. That's a brilliant call. You're a good man. Tomorrow's question is... What's your favourite question to ask that makes you look clever? That's so good. There we and go. And I'm definitely keeping that That's one. That's a brilliant one. Uh, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello? Oh, it's no. not connected, is they, it? They don't, they don't, they don't, sometimes they don't. I don't know why. Try again, line one, if uh, you want. 0844 499 um, uh, 1000. I'm just dealing with um, a couple of idiots online. Really? Yeah, a couple. Um, I'm glad I don't get to, to hang out in Periscope land too much because <laughs> it sounds thoroughly... Yeah. That was on Twitter. So... I've written something down here. What have I written down on page 23 of the star? I don't know. I've got one question right today. That's my lot. Yes, line one. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. Stealth stairway. Stealth stairway. I've written... um... Oh, here we go. This is brilliant. A woman... um... Do you know you get those those people in the... Hang on a minute. Yes, line one. You're on the wireless. Hello? I can't talk too loud. I'm in uh, my uh, mum's home. 
day. So and I'm calling you from my mobile in Belgium what, with a, a, an English uh, yes mobile. What's Hello. your What's your name, caller? It, it's Katia. Katia, and you're a first time caller. Yeah. Yes. Great to call. Great to talk to you, Katia. Where and you, where do you say you're calling from? Um, my mum uh, is in the other room. I can't talk. You have to speak up, caller. I can't hear you. Yes, in Belgium, in Liège. Ah, huh? she's in Liège. Hello. Hello, caller. Yes, I'm in Liège. Now that okay, well, okay, well, okay. What what do you, what do you want to say, Kato? I I just wanted to see if that, uh, it was working. You know, calling from Belgium with an English mobile phone. Yes, but it will cost you a lot of it will cost you a lot of money. Really? Yeah. Yes, I would suggest you hang up now because phone bill be very very big in morning. Okay. Oh. So bye bye. <laughs> Try line one. Turn your radio off. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Oh, hi, Ian, it's Jan. Hello. Um, I really don't want you to think, um, I wasn't going to phone because I, I'm phoning a bit too often and I feel that you're sort of losing patience with me. And, Why do you think that? Because uh, you normally cut me off, Ian. I know, I cut everyone off at some point, otherwise the phone call goes on for the rest of the show. Yeah, Everyone I know, get. Oh, here we go. It, well, well, why, well, no, but here we go, here we go. Everyone gets cut off. Yeah, but I'm just not in a good way. But anyway... No, I no, 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 but, no, but don't, but don't, but, but, no, 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 no. You mustn't take the cutting off as, as, a, as a snub or an insult. Everyone gets cut off, particularly at this point of the show, because it's, th- that's just the way it works. It's not, it's yeah, not a snub. Yeah, but I try and phone up and be sort of happy right. and... You're not listening happy. to what I'm saying, are you? Everyone no, gets... I'm not very good at that, sorry. Everyone, get, everyone gets cut off. Yeah, I know. But why are you anyway, taking it as a personal snub? I... I, I oh, don't, don't, don't do that. Come on now. Don't do that. Oh, no. Listen, I don't want to get all silly on the phone. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I was just being honest, really, and I thought I'd just tell you. No, and, I'm gl- and I appreciate I your honesty. Know. Thank you for telling me, and I can assure yeah. you that it is in no way a snub or two fingers up at you. In this part of the show in particular, but throughout the show, I have to cut people off. That's just the nature of the thing. And when, the, when, okay. you know, when we move on, I, I move on and so another caller comes on, and that's it. And I do it to everyone. So it's not just you. Know you. That- that is part of my problem. I'm told that all the time. <laughs> What's that? That you that you think everyone's having a pop at you? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But uh, but uh, trust me, I'm not. And I, we like your calls, so don't think that for a second. Oh, okay. Well, I feel a bit a bit silly and a bit sort of vulnerable and a bit open now. Being well, you've, you've been honest with me like this, which is a bit silly. But um, being what challenged? I really, I really wanted to um, firstly ch- champion you it's on. The way you you treated Emma, um, and also to just try and um, sort of offer a couple of ideas um, that I that I've done and that I've sort of got help from. Yeah. And one of them is to actually phone uh, Mind directly. They're very good. Are they good? I've never I've never called them. I've spoken to some of their representatives in a professional capacity, but they're good, are they? 
They are good. If you phone them, um, obviously they locate you. And um, the guy that I was speaking to, he gave me a whole list of of um, of different agencies. Beautiful. And um, I basically went through the list. He sent me an email, and I went down the list of all the people that he said would be good to, um, you know, to to get in touch with. Beautiful. And. Um, and he, it, it was very good because it did help me. Um, this episode, um, at the moment, has gone on for weeks and weeks, and um, oh, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know when it's going to come to an end. But um, but you know, it will come to an end, Emma. Sorry. You know, you know that it will come to an end. Um. Yeah. You but sound it, worn out. It's quite a bad one this time. Yeah. And, um, I can't believe I'm talking to you now, because normally I can sort of hold it together. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's hard, isn't just, it? It is. Yeah, it's hard work. And I can so relate to you, and that's why when I heard you talking to him, I thought, that's, that's brilliant, because one of the main things and one of the most important things is to to know that whoever you're talking to ha- has some empathy there's nothing worse than talking to somebody and having to explain why you feel that way mm. and you know i know when emma phones you that she feels you know sure that you do understand and that's that's one of the the sweetest things about it and um i just think i know that you know you know people do say oh you've done a wonderful job and everything but i i was trying when i was speak when i was listening to her i wasn't planning actually to phone you but when i was listening i thought i wonder if she is aware that you know, yeah, the Samaritans are wonderful. I find them as well, and I thought what you said about them was was good and uh, and right. They are very good. Yeah. And it's a bit like you know, if you've been walking through the desert for for weeks and weeks, and you just need a sip of water, they're like the oasis in the desert. And um, so yeah. I don't phone them a lot but i don't want you to think see when you said (laughs) when you said to her about um you know tell your doctor that you phone up chat radio and you're all depressed i thought oh jesus is that what i'm doing well is it there's a therapist answer there's there's an answer from a man who sat in therapy well is it yeah i know it is isn't it (laughs) well i don't know is it I think it probably is, you know. I but, I um, enjoy our calls. Listen, I'm gonna I'm going to have to cut you off because Ed is making the break sign, which means I'm late for adverts. That's fine. Are you? I just wanted to clear that with you anyway. Beautiful. Are you happy with me to now press the button that cuts you off? I am happy. Take care. See you later on. Ta ta. Line one, you're on the wireless. He said as he put his oh, shoes hello. on. Hello. Hello. Hey, I'm surprised that in the last two nights we've not had the sex crime on. Uh, what, do you mean the jingle or the caller? Oh, don't. No, nah, the jingle, well, I wanted the jingle as well. Right, that is in my head at the moment and it keeps, it keeps popping out when I'm picking up my kids from school. Inappropriate. That MP's had a sex crime, hasn't he? Well, no, he's not, he's done, he's done nothing illegal. He's done nothing illegal well, at all. Please. Well, no, but I just wanted the jingle, really. Oh, all right. I really, oh, yeah. All right. Really so, wait a So, an MP goes out with a woman and he didn't know she was a sex worker. Is that a... Sex crime. 
Call me now. All right, four, 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 double nine, one thousand. Remember, oh. they call you back. I think good. I luck. want to play the funerals. The what? The funerals. I like funerals. Oh yeah, go on. Because you get like the buffet, don't you? And the you buffet do, you is do get, really good. You get a good spread at a funeral. You get a good yeah. spread at a funeral, definitely. My gran crashed a funeral buffet recently. She went to her favourite restaurant and thought, oh, this is funny, they've laid it out different. So she went helping herself all the way along, then realised everyone else in the room was wearing black. Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway, it was a lovely spread, yeah. apparently. Well, well, there you go. Well, I've, yeah, I've only go. been to, um... I don't know how many... I don't, four funerals, I think, enough. I've been to. Everyone's been to enough funerals. Well... Yeah, I've not been to too many, but that's why I like them when you get one. Well, g uh, good luck. Let's let's hope you get a funeral soon. Is that? There's that. Oh, hang on. Have, have you seen that film, Harold and Maud? I have seen the film Harold and Maud. It's about um, in there going to funerals. It's a young man in his twenties and an old woman in her seventies, and they meet up uh, and they they enjoy going to funerals. But do yeah. they don't they end up having sex? Oh. Yeah, it got a bit weird, really. I remember watching it. My sister loved it. I remember watching it and thinking, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, so it's, um, um... And the guy that played Harold, he's got a really weird moon face, and he looks exactly the same now. He's, like, in his 60s. So that's the cover for Harold and Maud, right? They end up having sex. Bud Court. What? Bud Court is yeah, his name, yeah. right? Yeah. Bud Court. Now, if you look at Bud Court, I'm, I'm Googling Bud court there he is look it's the same face <laughs> there he is oh, there he is look, 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 look at that moon face <laughs> bud court yeah look at that harold and Maud. yeah well there's there's a strange film mm. <laughs> that was a weird noise as well thank you for that caller yeah it's a strange film i think they end up having sex together don't they they they, they that old couple that old well after a particularly good funeral i think so gosh i didn't like it but do you know what fair play i've not seen that film for about 27 years maybe it's worth maybe it's worth a little um a recap if i can get it for a penny on amazon oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. why don't you talk to line one while i see if i can find it for cheap hello line one famous thing that's going around because that is hilarious <laughs> that is hilarious if you did that yourself top marks if you found that and it's someone else's you get eight out of ten because it was still hilarious Gosh. thank you very much indeed oh that made me laugh <laughs> oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um telephone number i got another what's wrong with the world oh here we it's go the daily mirror I usually I like, like the mirror. mirror. The mirror's the mirror's um oh, that's the sun. The mirror's just really um 
Right. Do you think they're letting the holiday uh, team do it or something? It's really... It, well, no, I, this is what's wrong with the world, okay? So we know that on the left-hand side of the pages, the even number pages... The, no the, one looks the, at them. They put the small... They put stu- stuff on there they want to hide. The, you'll, the apologies will always be yeah. there, right? Because no one looks at that page. Everyone looks at the right. Everyone looks at the right-hand side. So, we've got... Um, I don't know, where is it? I can't read my... Uh, I've picked 21. Here we go. Here we go. Right. So... This is an ongoing court case. We're not going to talk about the court case. We're just going to read the headline. Vodka thugs shook hands after killing Afghanistan hero. And it's, it's a court case that's going on where two people are accused of killing a soldier. Right? It's on the left-hand side where no one sees it. Right-hand side. Well, there's Posh Bex riding a stone bull. And Saeed from EastEnders has had his hair cut so he can be in Holby City. That's the more important story. All right, so the ongoing court case and you can't do you know, rules of judice and all of this kind of stuff. But there's a whole... It really annoys me. There's a whole page, and she was in the paper yesterday, these crappy mobile phone photos Mm. of Posh Spice lounging on a piano, sitting on a bull. What has she got coming out? What's coming out? Something... She was just having dinner. She was out for dinner, and she's doing that. I couldn't give a stuff. When my friends send me photos of them doing that, I couldn't give a stuff. (laughs) Let alone Posh flipping Spice doing it. I'll leave the piano alone in future, then. Line one. Hello, Ian, it's Vaughn. Hello, Vaughn. How are you doing? All right. Oh, you had a heart attack, didn't you? I had a heart attack on Friday, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, uh, if we were doing the phone-in, who's had a heart attack the most recently? Blimey. Then Vaughn would be winning. Yeah, he's had, he had a heart attack. You're sounding well, Vaughn. i tell you what, mate. Thank, thank you very much. Thanks, Kath. <laughs> you were... Uh, Harold, and Mo- Harold and Morty's on Netflix, by the way. Um, and, um, you were twi- Did you really have a heart attack? I had a heart attack. Prove it. I wasn't... I want a note from your doctor or your mum. I I denied all knowledge of it for about two days. Tough guy. And, um, and the doctor said, oh, you haven't had a heart attack. And the paramedic said, oh, you haven't had a heart attack. And then these modern blood tests come back with high certain enzyme, which tells whether, whether the heart's in distress... And I had a heart attack, and yesterday, yeah. I had, oh, sorry, the day before, I had a tube put in my wrist, yeah. and a wire pushed along my arm and up my shoulder into my heart, and a balloon was inflated, <laughs> and then they put a little coiled sort of tube into my artery yeah, 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 and yeah. left it there. Yeah, 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 Is that yeah. called a stent? It is indeed, Cathy. It's called a stent, yes. But luckily, yeah. it was in quite a minor artery, yeah. and there was only one of them. Yeah, it's only... It's only yeah. They're usually what quite important when there's only one, though, aren't they? What kind of man are you, only having one stent in one artery, yeah. for crying out loud? The, the problem is, of course, because a heart attack is just an event caused by a numerous sort of problem. So yeah. when you have a heart attack, you, it, it, it could be... A, what's, they're all heart attacks, but... What could happen is you could have major problems with your heart and you're on your way out, or you could have what I had, which was a single event. I've had no history of heart troubles or anything. And then, you know, they say you've had a heart attack, which on top of renal cancer... I'm showing, Ca- I'm showing Catherine a picture. I'm showing Catherine a picture of you. Oh, she I've seen this what picture before. With. I've talked yeah, to you on a, Twitter. He's a troublemaker. I like it, him. No, well, I'm not. He's a troublemaker. Uh, you... Uh, well... I, I did want to play I Spy at one point, but I'm too tired now. Yeah. Well, I understand it after what <laughs> you you've have, been through. And you have. You have got, uh, well, you've got kidney cancer. I have. How's that going? 
Um, I always want to ask you how that's going on Twitter, but it doesn't really feel appropriate, so I'll ask you now. How's that going? No, it's fine. It's okay. It's it's stable and it's under control. Um, I actually, funny enough, the reason I rang is because I had um, quite bad depression. Yeah. Before, by the way, before I got my diagnosis, my prognosis of one year of, of, of life. Oh, bloody hell. It was actually that prognosis that got me out of the depression. Yeah, I've heard that because happening. Because the instinct of survival sort of took over, and my sort of love of my four-year-old son at the time sort of, like, really put everything into focus, and, you know, since then I've, I've looked touch wood, and I do understand what depression's like, and I don't want to belittle it. No. Touch wood, I've had no problem. I have heard it, from people who have been given a finite amount of uh, time to live... You yeah. know that, uh, that, that yeah, it can have that effect. I can't imagine how, but you never know until you're sat opposite the doctor and they say, well, "How long ago did you get that that one year?" I got it. I got it in 2006. I literally had, I had went into hospital kidney stones and I did all the things and I came and I was sat there the Friday morning and I was absolutely fine and those guys around me with cancer in a uro- urology in a urology ward and I thought, look at those poor buggers and that sort of thing. And then I literally got a troop of doctors and nurses <laughs> come to my bedside and say, "Can I? Can we have a word with you in my office?" Blimey! Now there's only there's only two reasons you go to someone's office is to be told off or in a hospital <laughs> to be told that pretty much your life's over. And that's what happened. They sat me down and said, "I'm really sorry, Mr. N. Um, you have." really bad cancer spread all over and you've got a year to 18 months to live flipping heck yeah and i'm still here i'm very happy i'm really positive really relaxed guy so you know i just want to say thanks for sending that message out because it was really nice to get all those mess- kind messages from you oh yeah i could audience. well i did when he, when he tweeted that he had an heart attack i said come on everyone let's just send some let's send some vibes to vaughn let's come on let's let's get him out because yeah. i've got beef with him and I, uh, this isn't finished <laughs> Um, hang on. Right, okay. I spy, with my little eye, something beginning with I-L-C-V-O. I-L. Ian Lee. Yep. C-V-O. Vaughn. Yep, you've got... Oh, Ian Lee... And Vaughn's call is over. Yeah, it was close. Ian Lee cutting Vaughn off. But yeah, it was, it was, it was close <laughs> I enough. I that as well. It was close enough. <laughs> what a charming man. I like him. It's nice to put a voice to these people. Yeah. These Twitter trolls. I think. <laughs> they're called trolls, aren't no, they? No, they're called trolls when they, trolls when they um, send you pictures of their privates or... When they don't. When they don't, yeah. <laughs> That's when they're called trolls. Oh, I like Vaughn. I've, you've talked to him a bit on Twitter. It's nice to hear a voice. There we go. Like two. It's It'd be nice to hear any voice. Yeah, uh, it, well, not that voice necessarily, but the, we had technical problems. Um, oh, well, the show's coming to an end, and I've not had time to tell you um, about a medical student's lifelong dream of becoming a doctor is in jeopardy because she's afraid of belly buttons. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've got to be careful with those things. If you press them too hard, your bum falls off. Yes. And what the mirror have done, it's so cruel. They've made her lift up her top and point to her belly button. Come on, she's got a phobia, guys. That's like making someone lick a spider. <laughs> and la- last call of the night. Line one, you're the last call of the night. I'll freak you. There we go. <laughs> Frank Appreciated it. 
Lauren Jones says they make her physically <laughs> sick, sick, and seeing one can spark a panic attack. The rare fear called omphalophobia would make it impossible for the 25-year-old to complete her medical degree. Yeah, well, you think she'd have thought of that. She just, well, you just don't specialise in, um, in stomachs then. Do brains. Do feet. Yeah. What are they called? Um, pedio, pedia, pedia, no. no, that's children. Pediatric. Pediatric. Podiatrist? Pod- podi- no. Podiums? Uh. Hang on a second. Russ, we haven't got time for your call. Talk Radio. 24-hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 